0: Mountain cold refreshment made to chill. 2020 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly.
1: Hey, it's Gonzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go.
2: Initialize sequence.
1: Welcome to The Baldcast, a production of John Bald Baldface Truth. Presented by High Caliber Mill Rights. In for John Canzano. Here's Stephen Vaughn and Judah Nuby with the Bald Face Truth.
3: This is the Bald Face Truth. I'm Stephen Vaughn. I am with Judah Nuby as John Canzano is out today. But he'll be back later next week. But Judah is drafting, I can't ex- I can't ex- you know, I can't even say how excited I am draft day is always the best whatever sport it is we made it man we made it and it's a beautiful day outside it's just so good to have hope and I, when I think of the draft I just think of hope I have so many good memories of the NBA draft growing up as a kid you know in the Portland area being a Trailblazer fan the draft wasn't always that important because the Blazers I mean we forget that the Blazers used to be really good and they used to make the playoffs every single season and so the draft picks weren't that great But as I got older and they weren't as good and the, you know, the Jailblazer era ended and Brandon Roy came in and then you started getting hope, the Greg Oden draft, getting the number one pick in that NBA draft lottery. Those are memories that I'm never going to forget. And it's just stuff that I love. I mean, I remember I was so excited when they got that number one pick. I started doing a whole research paper about the Trailblazers history, the past, the present, the future. I say I'm out there saying the Blazers are going to win, you know, five titles. With Greg Ode is the best fit ever. And that's just what the NBA draft is. It's kind of like the MLB opening day, right? Like it always springs just hope. And that's what the NBA draft is. And for tonight, the Portland Trail Blazers they're picking third. Are they going to move the pick? Are they going to use the pick? Nobody knows. There's already been a bunch of moves, a bunch of woge bombs today. I expect there to be more. The trailblazers may be a part of it. They may not be a part of it, but you know what? I'm hopeful that the trailblazers are going to add a piece to the team. Whether it's a young player, whether it's a veteran that helps them out. Um, so this is, uh, I'm just so excited right now. And I'm uh, very thankful to be hosting the show today. So I can get all of my thoughts and views and prayers and hopes out there into the world and, um, First, I want to kick it off, you know, 503-417-7575, if you want to call in, tell me what you think the Blazers are going to do, tell me what you think any other team's going to do, tell me some memories you have of drafts, whether it's the NBA, the NFL, all this kind of stuff, I mean, because, you know, growing up, I would track draft picks, like, I was that, I was a nerd, I was a nerd, I, I loved NBA draft day, me and my brother, we would always do stuff together, we would always say, hey, you know, whether we live with each other or not, it's like, hey, let's hang out, let's watch the draft together. And you're tracking picks, you're tracking the teams, and you're saying, this is a great fit. I can see where this guy fits in. Am going to make the team really good? I can see this where, you know, bad pick. It's a bad pick. You know, they reach. They reach on that guy. It's just one of those things where the draft is so much fun. Um, and you never know. You just never know what's going to happen. I mean, look at all the examples of late round picks being really good. You know, in the NFL, of course, Tom Brady. Everyone knows that one. You know, sixth round pick, best quarterback of all time. You look at basketball this year, Nikola Jokic. He was a second round pick. He was drafted during a Taco Bell commercial and now he's the best player in the NBA and just won an NBA championship. So you just never know what pick it's going to be that can turn the franchise around. And right now the trailblazers, they have a chance with the third pick in the draft. And there's been some changes to the odds. I'm a big, I'm a big gambling guy. I like to read the odds boards. It kind of gives me a good sense of what the market is, you know, nationally right like the the vegas sports books and all sports books are about making money so they're not going to hold any biases in it they're going to say you know what this is what i think and right now it seems as if the portland trailblazers they are favored to take brandon miller with the third pick in the draft now going into yesterday brandon miller was supposed to be the second pick and he was a big time favorite scoot henderson was going to fall to third now it's flipped will it flip again before the draft that starts at five remains to be seen and on that note, we will have the draft live here. We're gonna we're gonna cut into all the picks. I think it's really important to know this kind of stuff that we are gonna just hop into the ESPN's coverage of it because I want to know just like everyone else does. That's the thing. It's more selfish. It's more that I want to know what the draft picks are. And so I'm hosting the show. I can go off and we will have all the picks live. We'll cut in. It's gonna be great. But Trailblazers, the odds has changed up and down all day today. It's now in the favor of Brandon Miller being the third pick, but amen Thompson has come out of nowhere, Judah become a viable contender for that third pick in the draft. It's just a great day. There's a lot of un- unknown, a lot of hope. And, you know, dude, I'm just so excited. Yeah, for
1: it. I'm I'm very excited. I'm also very nervous. And I, I don't know if there's been a draft where we've been both of those things, maybe equal parts uh, at the same time to your earlier point of draft picks, maybe later in the first round being a playoff team and, and contender. And when Neil was here, you could almost write it in. It was going to be a pick that just bought him more time as a GM rather than a a pick with a more immediate impact this year. It's man. I don't even know what to expect. I thought it was going to be Brandon Miller for the last couple of weeks. Then I started to see the Charlotte Miller stuff. I was like, man, is it real? Is it not? I talked to you at the end of last week, Steven. And I was like, I was like, man, there's too much Miller to Charlotte buzz. Pardon the pun there with a buzz city too much Miller to Charlotte buzz for me to believe that it's real. And at the end of last week, I started believing Charlotte was going to take Scoot. And then lo and behold, this morning, Shams has the Scarlet, uh, the, uh, the Charlotte scoot connection. And I'm like, man, I feel like I'm going to lose out on something. Now, if Scoot doesn't become a trailblazer, because for the previous four or five days, Woj was saying that Miller's going to Charlotte and Scoot's coming to Portland. And now it's a Shams off versus Woj off. And I don't even know who to believe. I don't even know if Michael Jordan knows. I don't know if Joe Cronin knows. And, the MJ wanting revenge on Portland again. Like, are we going to get loose to MJ again in this one? I, and losing to MJ, the owner would almost be worse because he's been a pretty bad owner. He
3: hasn't taken many wins. That's for sure. He's taken a lot of L's as owner, but an, it, that'd be another dub over the Blazers for Jordan. Uh, yeah. But you know, passing on him in the NBA draft still holds that against Portland. And, and, and that's the thing. I think this is the thing that we've learned here. Judah is working in the media. I know there's people you can trust. I know there's people you can't trust. And during draft time, there's so much smokescreen around everything. It's hard to believe anything. And, you know, Woj is still out there saying, and he's kind of doubled down. Brandon Miller, he says he's going to be the number two pick in Charlotte. Mm. But you know what? Last year, he said the number one pick was going to be Jabari Smith Jr. And then right up until the draft time, Palo Bancaro became the first pick and it was obvious. So he was wrong. Woj has been wrong before. I'm not saying that he's wrong again this year. I hope he's not because I want Scoot to fall to three. I think that'd be great for you, the Blazers. You definitely
1: want Scoot over Brandon Miller, and that's kind of the odd thing. We've been talking Scoot and Miller, Scoot and Miller, and now all of a sudden this Amon Thompson buzz is, is coming in, and I know
3: you love Amon Thompson. <laughs> um, Amen and I saw are twin brothers. They played for overt- an overtime elite this last season. They worked out for the Blazers. They were the first players that worked out for the Blazers that were in the range of the third pick in the draft. And I think that it kind of went under the radar because we all thought it was Brandon Miller, Scoot, Henderson were those guys. But Amen Thompson specifically, I is more of a shooter score. Amen Thompson's seven, two 210 pounds. He's a ball handler. And I think that's something that the Blazers have always needed. They've always needed the guy that can dribble the basketball behind Damian Lillard. And I'm not saying he's the backup point guard, but what I'm saying is, is they've needed a guy to be able to handle the ball and create shots for other players besides Damian Lillard. So he can actually fit this team and fit a role that would help them next season. He's also a type of guy that assistant GM Mike Schmitz, remember him? Draft draft Schmitty. guy. Draft guy. Everyone loved it. He comes out, he picks Shaden Sharp. Why? He had the most potential in the draft. He had the most to offer, and it boomed in year one. Aman Thompson is that as well. He's the best athlete in the NBA draft. He is the best rim attacker in the NBA draft. His shot is broken. It is legitimately broken. It is one of the ugliest looking shots I've seen in a long time, but he is an athletic freak. And if he learns how to play basketball, he learns how to make some shots. He could boom as well. It's a total Mike Schmidt's move that they would take a men Thompson at three and Brandon Miller, who is a good player. He is six foot nine. He can shoot the basketball. He doesn't have, the juice. He doesn't have the it factor that a man has that Scoot has. Now Brandon Miller, I think worst case scenario, he's a six nine shooter. That always works right. in the NBA. High floor, high Miller, floor, seems high floor. But I don't say a lower ceiling. A Ben Thompson, a much lower floor, but a much higher ceiling. Where if he hits, he's a six seven point
1: guard. And on top of all that, it's where in the world is Damian Lillard's mind at right now? And how much does that matter in all of this?
3: Does it matter? Does he care? Does he want to be in Portland? Does he not? He says he wants to be in Portland. He wants veterans. But if you're Mike Schmitz, you're Joe Cronin, you're looking at this draft class and you're saying, I can get another big time potential young player on a rookie contract to team up with Shane Sharp. Am I going to pass on that? I don't know. I think it's tough. It's a very fun situation. Very fluid as well. Yeah, Charlotte could take Scoot. Charlotte could take Brandon Miller, and then everything flips on its head at that point. Charlotte could trade to New Orleans. Zion, he's still out there. I have heard numerous people say that's real. All that smoke with Zion Williamson is real. That he want That he could be traded, and he could be out. Scoot Henderson has said, "I want to play in New Orleans." Why would he say that, Judah? New Orleans doesn't have a pick in the top three. Why does he say this? Because they've talked about it. He knows that's a possibility. I think. I think there's a lot of possibilities right now that the first three picks, I am so excited for this,
1: man. I cannot wait. And I think Scoot wins the emotional appeal in my heart. I think Miller probably wins the on-court immediate impact appeal as far as, you know, insofar as a 19-year-old can impact your team in the short term. I think Miller can do that. But I agree. I think the the upside is just too much with uh, with either Scoot or um, Amon Thompson. I just, I do worry. Look, and the Dame part of it, just fascinates me and it always has and it probably always will depending on how the story ends with him in Portland but I think if you take Miller at three yes it's another teenager but that's the one that will probably Lillard will be able to to you know take that one the easiest that will appease him the most or maybe frustrate him the least out of the options of Miller scoop and Thompson, I think Miller would piss him off the least because he could at least see him playing on the court together with him at the same time right now, as opposed to Scoot. There's a lot of ambiguity and questions there. And then Amon Thompson, the, that's the raw factor that that would just, to me, if it's Amon Thompson at three, Lillard's tweeting two fingers, peace by 545
3: tonight i think that's a real possibility I, I will be and i agree with you on every front there i think brandon miller is the most nba ready from day one to play and contribute but i also think he has the lowest ceiling of everybody so it, it just kind of depends on what you want as a blazer fan and i would love to hear what you think as a blazer fan 503-417-7575 we'll head out to the phones right now we got kevin in Portland talking to draft kevin what's up man welcome to Bald fish truth
0: hey how you doing
3: i'm doing well uh, man how you doing
0: Good. Feeling good about this draft. Exciting. Um, You know, like you said, no matter who we pick, it's just fun to have hope and fun to know we got something solid for the future. Um, I'm, I, I was watching a documentary on Miller and I am really high on him. I think with that three point threat, um, he's got to work on his finishing at the rim, but uh, that guy can shoot. He's the real deal. Um, And I think that that would be our best hope of keeping dame um but uh yeah i think that also just as a, from an athlete standpoint um i think henderson's built like a running back that guy's just amazing we can't go wrong either way so i look forward to it thanks guys
3: hey thanks kevin yeah for listening and i agree with you like brandon miller he has one skill that scoot henderson and amen thompson judah don't necessarily have and that's shooting the basketball Brandon Miller is a legitimate three-point shooter. He showed that at Alabama. He showed the range. He showed it in catch-and-shoot situations. 51% as a catch-and-shoot three-point shooter this year, which is excellent. I think that could fit a role in the NBA. He also showed the ability to create by himself and you know take a three-point shot off of a pick-and-roll, off of the dribble, off of a pull-up. I, I think Brandon Miller has that shot already. He has an NBA shot ready to go. Scoot Henderson, 27% from three-point lines in the G League. Not a shooter yet i mean Thompson, even worse for an overtime elite, 25% three-point shooting. They didn't shoot a lot of threes either because they aren't great shooters. I think they're definitely more raw. Now, I think they also can play off of Dame and off of NBA guys by cutting to the hoop and using that athleticism. Just call his point, Brandon Miller. I mean, from day one, you can stick him in the corner and you can say, hey, you know what? You're going to be out there. You're going to be guarding guys at six, nine, use your length, get some rebounds, knock down some shots. And I think that's going to help Dame. If Dame does want, in fact, want to stay here in Portland.
1: Yeah, and the the betting odds right now, which I've had, you know, DraftKings open on my phone pretty much all day today because it's been so fun seeing the fluctuation. After the the Sham Sharania tweet linking Charlotte to Scoot at about 915 this morning, Scoot swelled to a minus 750 favorite (laughs) to be the number two pick, and Brandon Miller was plus 400 or something like that. That quickly got bet back down. Uh, quite a bit to uh, Scoot was minus 350 and then minus 320. But I kid you not, Stephen. I'm looking at it right now, and I kid you not. Do you know who's favored to be the second overall pick on DraftKings? I mean, I assume, as it's, of this? I
3: assume it's Scoot Henderson, but I know when you say Brandon Miller, I'm not going to be surprised. It
1: is Brandon freaking Miller. No, it is not. It is Brandon oh. freaking Miller. Minus 175, Brandon Miller to be the second overall pick on DraftKings. I, what are they going off of here? Because now the pendulum has swung from one way to the other and back again. You know, moderately so, I guess. But Miller is back to being a favorite. Five
3: hours ago, he was plus 400 to be the second pick. And I mean, we Five bo- hours later, he's minus 175 favorite to be the second pick. What are we doing? We both got ESPN on, in our, screen, on our screens right now in the studio. And Jonathan Giboney, the ESPN the draft guy, he's projected Brandon Miller, too. Scoot Henderson, three. Whoa, just come out and said Brandon Miller's, too. Now, Shams has said earlier, Scoot Henderson's gonna be two. So I, I you know, I think it's up in the air. And it's just nobody actually knows. And that's that's the real intrigue of this draft, Jude, is like the Blazers, yes, they can have a plan, but they're gonna have to have a backup plan. And they're gonna have to have a third plan and a fourth plan, and it's gonna be great. Like nobody knows what's gonna happen. Um whether it's Scoot or Brandon Miller or now O'Man Thompson's coming into the mix. Like, I think right now for me, and I want to get your thought on this as well. Like My favorite scenario is, ultimately, I wanted a draft pick, but you know what? Zion Williamson out there, and I think he's truly available, he's my number one option. And I would love for that to happen. Scoot Henderson has to fall to three to the Portland Trail Blazers. So for me right now, my favorite situation, Brandon Miller gets picked two, Scoot falls to three, and then somehow the Blazers can come up with a trade package of the third pick and some players. For Zion Williamson, some picks and players back in a package, basically surrounding number three pick for Zion Williamson. That's my number one ultimate thing that I would love to happen today at around you know 520 when we're playing when we're <laughs> playing the call, we're playing yeah. the draft pick. And they pull it up and they say the Portland Trailblazers have traded the pick to the New Orleans Pelicans for Zion Williamson. I would love that. That's what I want. Now is it gonna happen? I don't know. Number two, my thing that I want is just draft the player, whoever it is. Whether it's Scoot, whether it's Brandon Miller, whether it's Amen Thompson, I'm okay with all three of them. I think all three of them help in certain directions. Um, preferably Scoot Henderson one, Brandon Miller two, Amen Thompson three. But again, if it's a Thompson, I'm not mad. I just want the draft pick after Zion. After that, to anything else really that I don't know, I, I'm not really a fan of. So what like what is your what's your favorite situa- situation right now? Just based off everything we know. What would you love the Portland Trailblazers to do?
1: Yeah, for me, I, I I have kind of fallen in love with Scoot, so I would rather have Scoot than Zion, but I am, you know, it's 1A, 1B for me. I know your, your preference is if Scoot's there at three, you know, strike while the iron's hot and trade for Zion from New Orleans. By the way, in that trade, flesh it out, like would it be – you know, what What would be going where in addition? Is it straight up three for Zion, or is there a little bit more? There, I mean, the there, contracts, et cetera. That's
3: the tricky part. I think a third team would have to be involved. So I, I think teams are already talking because uh, salaries do have to be matched. I don't necessarily know that New Orleans would be interested in a guy like Anthony Simons, right? They already have CJ McCollum. Do they really need CJ McCollum part two and Anthony Simons? I don't know if they need that. Are they interested in Nurk? I don't know. I do think there's a third team that's going to have to be involved to facilitate this trade, but- I do know this, Jude. I do know that there is mutual interest between Portland and Zion and New Orleans in a trade one together with Scoot Henderson involved.
1: what is your opinion of Joe Cronin and his stance as a GM in the league given his, you know, lack of experience as a, you know, out and out GM, but given Mike Schmitz's, you know, assistance there. People know Mike, people respect Mike from all accounts. The relationship with Woj is, is clear and obvious, which is why you would also be inclined to believe Woj on anything Blazers related. Just like you did when Neil was here, because yeah. we all knew that that pipeline was was strong. But when you're talking about high leverage deals in time sensitive moments, like do we have faith that Joe can be the guy that that's got the mutual respect that he can pull it off with all these respective GMs? I mean, they're three team trade. That's a lot of moving pieces. I know he's had time to flush this out, but when it's all said and done, and he's on the clock, and he's got to get it get it through. I don't know if he's got the same cachet that uh you know Danny Ainge would obviously when he's made big deals in high leverage situations Brad Stevens mm-hmm. made a deal obviously last night and not this morning um the the Suns executive you know team they obviously made a big deal the Wizards got a new GM in place and obviously Mike Dunleavy Jr knows yeah, what he's brand, doing right brand behind. new
3: Mike Dunleavy Jr yeah, yeah.
1: so I, I don't know do you do you feel like Joe Cronin deserves your your confidence at this point if it's Hey, he's got five minutes because look, the reality is like he's got to have all those plans in place right now because based on what Charlotte does or doesn't do it too, Joe's going to have five minutes where he's got to do something quickly. Can yeah. he do it is the question.
3: I I, I don't have confidence in it right now. And I think it's just because it, he hasn't done it right. And right. that's all it I've is. been so critical of the Blazers for not interviewing any general manager candidates besides Joe Cronin. Like, I would have been fine if they gave Joe Cronin the job after they interviewed a Danny Ainge, after they interviewed somebody else and another person and another person and do their due diligence. They didn't. They just gave it to Joe Cronin, which which he could be great, but he wasn't put through the process. And so I just don't have the faith that, yes, in five minutes he can make that move. So he has to be all in his P's and Q's right now, have every plan, every backup plan, because clearly, Judah, we have no idea what the Hornets are going to do at number two. It is flipped day after day. Do you think they know? I, at this point, two hours before their pick, do you think they know? I think, yes. I think that they know. I think that they are down to two options. I think it's whoever they think it is. And I still think it's Scoot. I think they're going to draft Scoot. They want Scoot Henderson at two. I think he has the ceiling over Brandon Miller that he's the guy at two. Now, it's either Scoot or it's a trade, and they're posturing for a trade with New Orleans because everyone knows New Orleans wants Scoot Henderson. And so I think right now. They are posturing themselves of saying we're either going to take Scoot or we're going to try to get as much as we can out of New Orleans for the second pick. So yeah, I do think that they know, and I'm still going to back it on Scoot. I think Scoot's that guy, but I mean, clearly, I, clearly I don't know. I don't know for a fact. This is just my educated guess on reading things and just you know being around it. I think it's Scoot, but I don't know that. What
1: the on-court partnership with uh, which ball do they have? They have Lamelo. That, he's not the thief. The Scoot, the the Scoot and Lamelo, the non-thief ball. <laughs> that's great. The non-thief
3: ball um, and and Scoot on the court at the same time. Any it's problem? No, no, no problem. Positionless basketball. It, it's I I don't buy into positions. I know that Blazers fans will say Dame and Scoot are both point guards. You know what? If one can guard a guy bigger than him, he can play a two. He can play a shooting guard. It's positionless basketball. We've seen this. Draymond Green six He plays center. Like that's not a. He's not a real center. But like I, I just think it I think now in today's day and age you just need to be able to spread the court, you need to be able to guard, and I think that they can figure it out. So position wise, I don't think it's a big problem. And I think most MA teams don't see that as a problem as well. So we'll be really interested to see uh what Charlotte does at two. As always, catch me on Twitter at Steven underscore V O N. Hit me up there. Tell me what the boys are gonna do with their picks, what you want them to do, at Judah Newby as well, hit him up on Twitter. Um is the number. Call in what you want, what you think is going to happen. I mean, I can tell you what I think is going to happen. I can tell you for a fact, though, I don't know what's going to happen. But I have some insider source um, that I've heard, and so we will keep going over that with the drafts. The NBA draft is tonight. Trailblazers with the third pick in the draft. We'll have all the draft picks right here on the Bald Face Truth. We will pop in to the ESPN coverage of that. But coming up next, there's been some NBA trades already the last couple days Woj bombs, big time players, Hall of Fame players, moving spots. The Golden State Warriors are involved in one of them. I have a real connection between the Warriors and the Blazers that I think is very interesting. I think the Blazers can't fall into this trap that the Golden State Warriors did. I just don't think it'll work out. You listen to Bald Face Truth on the Bald Face Truth Radio Network. Bald Face Truth on the Bald Face Truth Radio Network. I am Stephen Vaughn filling in for John Canzano today. I got Judah Newby with me as well. What are the Blazers going to do today? Big time draft day, third pick in the draft, 503-417-7575. 503-417-7575. If you want to call in, let us know. We can talk about the Trailblazers draft. If they wanted if you wanted to trade the pick, you want them to draft Scoot, draft Brandon Miller, draft a man Thompson, do something else. I don't know. Let us know. Hit me up at Steven underscore V O N on Twitter or at Judah Newby as well. Larry Miller is in. Big fan of him. Uh he he says hopefully the Blazers will keep that number three pick and then wait on Dame's next next decision. Uh, I kind of with you, Larry, like I want Zion or the pick because I I don't, the one thing I don't want Judah and you know, I'm going to talk about this real quick before I uh, transition to the Warriors and NBA news and notes from today. I just don't want the Blazers to make their decision based off of one player and based off of Damian Lillard. You know, we had Ben Golliver on the bald face truth. John was talking to him and he made great points of the trailblazer franchise is going to be okay. They'll be fine without Dame. Life after Dame is going to be okay. They had life before Drexler and after Drexler, before Walton, after Walton, before Roy, after Roy. It'll be okay. And I just don't want the Blazers to make some rash decision or some you know, uninformed decision just because of what Damian Lillard wants. I think that would be a mistake. I don't think that they're going to fall into that trap, but like Larry said just you know make the pick make the trade but don't do it because of one player and Damian Lillard.
1: Yeah and look however transparent you've been with Dame in the lead up to this process I think we'll say a lot. Obviously he was present at the workouts with the Thompson brothers with Scoot with Brandon Miller all of them yeah. I think that's a that's a great place to start. Um but, you know and it's never as binary as we make it seem on on social media or whatever like it's either you know Damian Lillard is going to be traded if they draft Thompson or Miller, if they make any pick at three and he he stays, if they trade the pick. I mean, we never truly know how this story ends. The important thing for me is, is as long as Joe and Mike and everybody making decisions has been transparent and open with Lillard in this process, which is a far cry from what it sounds like New Orleans is doing with Zion and what other teams have done with their star players in years past. I think the process is almost more important than anything else because I agree with you, you know, from a basketball standpoint, it's important to pick a direction and go mm-hmm. get your foot in the ground and fricking go the, the two paths concept pitched by some contenders working to various degrees is not a path. I'm interested in as a Portland trailblazer fan.
3: And I agree with you. And that's, that leads us to our next point: is This two path theory that you bring up and uh, the golden state warriors, News today, they traded Chris Paul, or traded for Chris Paul, who was on the Wizards after he got traded by the Sons of the Wizards. The Warriors, they give up Jordan Poole, a first-round pick, a second-round pick, and a second-round pick from last season, Ryan Rollins, in exchange for the future Hall of Famer and Chris Paul. I will be interested to see where Chris Paul lands on the depth chart. Uh, there, It's already been reported the Warriors will be keeping him. They don't plan on buying him out or anything like that. They plan on keeping Chris Paul uh, with the roster, with this team, going forward for the next season. Is he going to come off the bench. Probably, I can't imagine he's going to start in that starting lineup, but where does he fit in? I think it's a it's a good move by the Warriors because they're choosing a path. The Warriors tried this a season ago, two seasons ago. They tried to build on the run while also contending. If you remember, uh Klay Thompson was hurt, Kevin Durant towards Achilles in the finals, then Clay Thompson towards ACL. He was out. Steph got hurt, Draymond's hurt, they're all hurt, and they tank. Well, remember what they did? They got the second pick in the draft. Who'd they draft? James Weissman. He is no longer in Golden State. The next season, they weren't very good again. They got the seventh pick in the draft, Jonathan Kaminga. He's still in Golden State, but did not blossom in his second year like people thought that he would. They then went out and they signed Jordan Poole, who was a late first-round pick. They signed him to a four-year, $125 million contract. Does this sound familiar? It does to me. The Trailblazers tonight have the third pick in the draft. Not the second pick, but the third pick. Last season, they drafted Shane Sharp. Last year, they re-signed Anthony Simons. Four years, $100 million for the young player who was a late first-round pick. It is very similar to what the Warriors tried to do. Now, did it work? Yes and no. It worked because the Warriors won an NBA championship. But I will tell you this. There's a difference in who played for the Warriors in that championship. Two years ago, Golden State beats Boston in the finals. Judah, I'd like to ask you this question. Jonathan Kaminga was a rookie that season when the Warriors played the Celtics. Can you guess how many minutes he played in the NBA finals in that six-game series?
1: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I'll go with, uh, you mean total minutes or per game? Total minutes. Two.
3: He played eight minutes. He played four games, eight minutes. How many did James Wiseman play? I don't remember. That's him. a zero. Okay. That's a zero. He didn't play any <laughs> minutes. Jordan Poole, he was fine in the playoffs, 13 yeah. points a game, thirty and a half percent from three. He was okay. But the other two guys that they built around with the young players didn't work out, right? So going for the future, didn't work. Now they've kind of given up the plan. They trade Jordan Poole away. They bring Chris Paul in. So does that mean the Trailblazers should do the same thing, right? That would mean to say the Blazers should look to trade Anthony Simons, build around Dame. They should trade that third pick in the draft, build around Dame. They should trade shade and sharp and build around Dame because the Warriors tried to go for the future and contend at the same time didn't necessarily work with those young players they didn't get better I think was a big difference though one Steph Curry is an all-time great I know Dame's a top 75 player but they're two different players Steph Curry is a much better player now the Warriors also had Klay Thompson who's a Hall of Famer Draymond Green who's a Hall of Famer three Hall of Fame players the Blazers don't have that the Blazers aren't that close Coaching. Steve Kerr. He's probably going to be a Hall of Fame coach. What if the Blazers got? Chauncey Billups. Still unknown. Now, he could be fine. I still have a little bit of faith in Chauncey. I think he's been put in a terrible situation. But I don't have faith in Chauncey Billups that he's going to be a Hall of Fame coach or that he's even going to be a great coach. That's why I don't think this strategy is viable for the Trail Blazers. And to Judah's point, I want the Blazers to choose a path. I would rather have them go young than build around Dame and get all these veterans. But... What you got to do is, if you're going to build around Dame, just do it and bring in veterans. Don't try to play both sides of the fence. It's not going to work. Either go with Dame and trade for veterans and trade all these young guys or do what I would rather have you do and go younger. Trade for Zion Williamson, who's still only 22 years old, and then look to you know, explore trades of Dame later in the offseason, whether it's right before the season or during the season or next season. But choose a path. Don't try to do both. I'm going to have a problem with that if that's what you do, Judah.
1: I would agree, you know, and this seems like the moment where you got to put, you know, plant your flag, stick it in the ground, and uh, and declare your intent. That might come later in the off as well, because you know, depending on whatever the draft results at three, then I just got Dame on Twitter alerts and just waiting for the tweet from Dame of, you know, palms up. I, that's you know, what meme does he go with? You know what rap song does he cryptically refer to? I don't really know, but that that's next on my list, and that could be the entire month of July as you know as far as we're concerned.
3: A guy that may know that rap song and may know cryptic tweets is uh my buddy Sean in Twalton Sean. Welcome to Destroy man. How you doing, bro
4: I live in Beaverton now. Oh you do. Um yes, yes. no longer live in Twalton, but yes, I don't even know where to start, Stephen. I saw that you were hosting. I wanted to call in, and I am just so fired up. We're about two hours away from just a pinnacle moment uh, for the Portland Trail Blazers. And I'm I'm I've been right there with you, Steven. I feel like the biggest mistake the Blazers can make tonight is trade for a Mikael Bridges. It's trade for a Jalen Brown, trade for one of those guys that aren't a superstar to try to build around Dame. I think you either got to try to go get hopefully Scoot, but maybe Brandon Miller, a potential future superstar, or go get Zion, who I think is a top five, top ten player. He's better than Dame when he's healthy. So I feel like they got to do one of those two things tonight. And I really hope to not get a notification that they're 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 trading for Pascal Siakam. I feel like you got to. You got to either go young here or you got to really go all in and I feel like the only available piece there is Zion.
3: Uh, I agree with you. What uh what's your thoughts on Amen Thompson if he were if Scoot were to go number 2, let's just say in that situation, and Amen Thompson and Brandon Miller are out there for 3, I have, I think the trade is a little less for Portland. Uh would you be okay with Amen Thompson coming to Portland?
4: I feel like it'd be a little disappointing to walk away from this night with some men Thompson, considering all the talk of all these great players that could potentially be going to Portland, and it ends up being the guy that wasn't even supposed to be top three. And I also feel like Amin Thompson, like believe me, I as a, like just as a basketball fan, love these freak athletes. Like it's just my kind of basketball player. That's why I love Shaden Sharp so much. But I kind of feel like Amin Thompson's kind of the same player as Shaden Sharp. You know, it's a the freak athlete, best athlete in the league potentially right away, but. Doesn't really shoot that well. She didn't does shoot the ball well, but I don't know. They're both kind of like six, six. They're kind of two threes. Like, I feel like that's just another shade and sharp. Um, I don't know, but I trust Mike Schmidt's judgment. I feel like one of the best things the Blazers have going for them right now is they have a front office that knows how to draft really well. And they have Mike Schmidt who, who knows these guys really well. So if they went on men, I'd be like, well, if Mike Schmidt sees it that way, I could talk myself into it.
3: Sean, I kind of agree with you on everything, man. Thanks for calling in. And I'll, uh, I'll talk to you later, bro.
4: All right, Steven.
3: All right, dude. Uh, yeah, dude. I mean, I think that's the thing is uh, Mike Schmitz, he, he's built up a good reputation, right, of uh, being a good talent evaluator. And last season getting Shane Sharp at number seven, when I think a lot of people didn't think they were going to get him at seven. And then they pull the trigger. They get him. And he turns out to be a really good player now, part of the future. I think that does have something to go with it. And the Blazers historically have been a good drafting team, Judas. So, I, you know, to Sean's point, like, do I have faith that they make the right trade or sign the right player in free agency? Do they have a faith that they bring in the right general manager? No, but I do have faith a little bit in the scouting department that they can find, whether it's a piece at 23 or in the second round or even with this third pick, they can find a good player.
1: I know John is big on, you know, identifying who's actually in control right now, who's actually making the final call. Is it Bert? Mm-hmm. Is it the Jodester? Or, uh, which, by the way, I'd be, be interested to see what kind of content comes out of uh, Jodes and, and Burt you know, being in the building tonight, are we gonna if see they J- are. Are we going to see Jody way.
3: Allen on TV at any point tonight? Mm. What are the odds on that? Let's go
1: on TV. Are we going like
3: Espen? Yeah. I, like, we're, we're in the Blazers' war room right now, and there's Jody Allen sitting in the corner.
1: I'm going plus I'm going plus 375 on that one, Steve-O. <laughs> I know you hate nicknames. Sorry about that, but I'm on a roll. I like it. Uh, so, to that end, what do you think? Is it is Burt, does he have muscle over Joe Cronin and Mike Schmitz right now, or do you really feel like it's the front office's call all the way?
3: No, I, th- I think Burt has the ultimate call, and I think that's, if you're a Blazer fan, that's the scariest part, is that he's not a basketball guy, and, you know, just knowing the history of Burt Cold, he 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 you know he doesn't know what he's doing when it comes to basketball, but he has the ultimate decision. And I don't know that Joe Cronin has, you know, the gumption or the backbone to be like, no, you know what, Bert, I'm doing what I wanna do. <laughs> I can't I can't imagine he has that. I don't think a lot of people do. That's just a
1: funny picture that Joe Cronin, yeah, like, has, you know, backhand slap Burt Cole tonight.
3: And I don't know that Burt Cold really cares what Mike Schmidt is saying. Like, does he care? I don't think that he necessarily does. So I think that's the biggest fear is that Burt Cole comes in and says, no, you know what? We need to trade for Pascal Siakam. Let's do it because we're going to sell more tickets that way. We're going to be slightly better. And maybe a little more, you know, a chance to make the playoffs, get some playoff revenue that way. And that's the move. I, I think that's the fear for me. I don't know if it's true or not, but I do think Bert Cold has the final decision on what happens tonight. And that could be the scariest and worst option. 503-417-7575. We'll go back out to the phones. Sean and Sandy. Sean, what's going on, man? How How you doing?
5: Hey, let the basketball gods be kind to basketball Burt so he don't blow it, brother.
3: <laughs> I love basketball Burt. That's a great that's a great name for him.
5: And uh I'm thinking this is the time where we gotta go into one of these young guys. This is a revolutionary draft. We got I really like the Scoot Henderson. That guy's got some dog in him like we haven't seen in a long time. And maybe like the Eamon Thompson. Even look like look how he's uh, he predicts he's really good in the vision, he's a he's a player of vision. He's got precise passing. That's something we can see too. You know he ain't the same as Shaden Sharp. You know, and we can't have too many athletic players. And this is the time for the basketball gods to be kind to Portland, and we make some good business decisions. And I hope Damon, uh, you know he he's been really good to Portland, and I hope Portland's good to him. But this has come to time when. Maybe, you know, maybe not now, but maybe even towards the trade deadline, we do the very best we can for him and he does the best for us. And we just get a stockpile of draft picks for him. Something good. You know what I mean? I do.
3: Yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks for listening, Sean. And uh, call back again. That's uh, it's a good point. You know, the Blazers have done good by Damian Lillard in the fact that they've given him money. They've given him a lot of, I think, control of the franchise, which I think he's deserved, right? He's deserved all the big money. He's deserved what he has earned in the NBA. There's no question about it. And I would love for the Blazers to get lucky tonight and get a Scoot Henderson. I think that's the thing, Judith. We're you know talking about this out loud and thinking about what's going to happen. I think Scoot is by far the most potential guy that the blazers think that they can get and he's going to hit and become a star player right i think scoots that guy even you know the casual fan has heard of him and you're like you know what i've heard a lot of good things about this guy he is that guy he's that dog he's that leader you love his mindset you love the body he has an nba ready body if scoot comes to three i think that's where it's going to become really interesting because i think that's when my trade idea comes involved with zion do you want to trade that for zion will dame be happier if that's Scoot or Zion, it's very interesting, and I think if Scoot falls past two, which as of now, and we'll check in about you know ten minutes, who the betting favorite is at number two, Scoot could be number three, and the Blazers are gonna have that choice of do you draft Scoot, do you trade him? What are you gonna do?
1: It really is fascinating, and then on top of that is like you look at Scoot Henderson's development in the last couple of years in at G League at Ignite, and you know the one knock I guess you would say on him is that he hasn't developed as much as you may have thought or would have liked, especially over the past season, he had some injuries in there too. He, you know, he had a concussion in there that had him out for a while as well. But at the same time, I mean, how, how much from a a season that he's 17 years old, 18 years old, and some of 19 years old, can you take and then confidently project to the NBA level? So much of this is guesswork. So much of this is projection with any number of these guys that while it's easy to fall in love, it's also, you know, you got to, exercise a little bit of negative thinking and you really don't know
3: what to expect at the end of the day. And I think that's, that's the best part about this draft is there's, there's some really good prospects and all it takes is one, right? There may be one team that loves him, And Thompson says, we need to jump up to three to get him. we don't know who that is. No one's going to show their hand. I think, I think there could be some surprises. Uh, That's why it's so unknown. What's going to happen in the NBA draft. I'm so excited. We'll have all the picks right here. We'll pop them on. We'll have them announced from the ESPN broadcast. Here on the Bald Face Truth. As it happens, the NBA draft starts at 5. Be here for that. Join us. Call us 503-417-7575. If you want to weigh in on what the Blazers could do, what any team is going to do in the NBA draft uh, as well. Coming up, we got the big splash. We do it every single day. We'll pop into that next segment. I'm Stephen Vaughn hosting for John Canzano on the Bald Face Truth Radio Network. Bald Face Truth. Stephen Vaughn filling in for John Canzano today. NBA draft day, I can't wait. Blazers with the third pick in the draft, things are moving, things are popping. Nobody knows what's going to happen. Uh, I promised before the before the break, I said I'd look at who at the odds are. Brandon Miller still the favorite, right? As of now, to be the second overall pick, minus one sixty. Scoot Henderson plus one fifteen. But the third overall pick, Scoot Henderson minus one fifty. Brandon Miller plus one fifteen. Amen Thompson plus two hundred. Only two to one odds. I think it's up in the air. I I, I think I'm going to say this: just before we go to the big splash. If Scoot goes two to the Hornets, I think there's real talk that Amin Thompson could be going over Brandon Miller to the Blazers.
1: Yeah, I. That's amazing to me. I, I my, my head is still spinning from the fact that Shams has a tweet at nine fifteen this morning, strongly linking Charlotte to Scoot. Scoot. Betting odds dramatically shift. I mean, Scoot's minus seven fifty to go number two. And here we are a little over an hour from the draft and he is no longer the favorite. It's crazy.
3: It's wild. In six hours. And we'll have the draft he live here uh on the show on Ballface Truth we will pop in with all the draft picks. Um I had heard uh you know, I, I'm a, you know, as I say, I'm a gambler. I like to listen to gambling content and uh there was a guy I listened to who said all the Brandon Miller talk was coming out of his camp saying he was gonna be the number two pick for what it's worth
1: out of miller's own
3: camp out of miller's own camp they're telling everybody that he's going to be the second pick in the draft kind of reminded me of will levis in the nfl draft (laughs) how he was supposed to be the number one pick last to the second round just saying just saying i do think i think ultimately scoot goes too, uh but it'll be very very intriguing to find out we'll talk about that more as the draft comes at about five o'clock we'll have all the picks here of course 503-417-7575 503-417-7575 if you want to pop on and uh, tell us your opinion what the blazers are going to do with that third pick but as john does every day i do when i co when i uh fill in for a guest host we do the big splash here it is
6: this is
5: the one thing you absolutely need to know today look 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 at it where down there Buckley. the
3: big splash Well, Coach Prime is back in the news again, but this time it's not for recruiting or transfer portal things or changing the roster. It's because he is going to have surgery on his foot and his growing. Now, there was thought that it was going to have to be amputated, his foot. Uh, His left foot had some clots in it, but he will not need his left foot amputated at this time, although he is set for procedure Friday morning, early in the morning, according to Pac-Man Jones. Yes, the former former cornerback, Pac-Man Jones on Pat McAfee show said it was early in the morning on Friday, but it would be relieved clots in both legs and is growing. Sanders also said a video that there's no talk of amputation for the left foot, despite significant blood flow issues. Uh, You know, just, just great news, I guess coming out of the fact that it's not going to have to be amputated at this moment. Hopefully everything turns out for coach prime and Dion, because uh, what he's done for the PAC 12 is just so great. And what he's done for Colorado is awesome. You know, he, he seems like he's just a great guy. He says, a lot of things that I'd like as a as a fan, I'd like to hear the way he coaches. I like to hear how he talks about you need to show respect to get respect he you know I think he he teaches a lot of really good lessons for college kids especially uh, so just you know thoughts out to, to coach prime and uh, Colorado and the, all their family that uh, he doesn't have to get amputated. I think that's great.
1: yeah I mean I saw the um, the groin blood clot verbiage and I'm like, what in the what? And I'm like, that that is rough. Scary stuff, yeah. And I'm like, I asked my wife, I was like, have you ever heard of, a, a, you know, blood clot in the groin? Like, I don't even know what to make of that. And uh, so, you know, definitely thinking about Coach Prime. I did wonder a little bit about, you know, the dark side of it is that I'm sure there's coaches out there that will use Coach Prime's health against him as a negative recruiting ploy, you know. If you're recruiting against Coach Prime, you'll say, A, how long is he going to be at Colorado, and B, However long he is in Boulder, you know, his health's a major question now between uh, the foot and and the blood clots. But beyond all that, yeah, definitely wishing and hoping that that he regains his full health because he is great for the game of college football and he's great for the Pac-12 Conference. Yeah,
3: I didn't even think about it that way of uh, people, you know, recruiting against Coach Prime. I think that's uh, pretty shady, pretty sketchy if they do that because – Oh, they'll do it. And they will. That's the thing. We know that they'll do it. But the thing about it is, Judah, I mean – Coach Prime is putting out content. Colorado is putting out Instagram videos, Twitter videos. Of Coach Prime out there still coaching, even though he's hurt, uh, he's doing a great job. And I tell you what, this you know, real quick here before we wrap up the hour, I want to talk about just Coach, Coach Prime and Colorado. You know, I'm on record as saying I think they're going to win five games. They're going above their win total at four. I know Gonzano's on the under. He thinks it's about four, but more likely three. Um, I love what Coach Prime is doing with Colorado, and I'm so intrigued with what they got going on there. Week one, they're traveling to TCU, the national runner-ups from a season ago. What do we expect out of Shadour Sanders? I'm expecting some short passes that are just accurate. I worry about that offensive line, but I think they're going to be competitive that game, probably lose, but then they play Nebraska week two in Boulder. I think that's a dub. I think that's a win. I think they beat Colorado State. I think they start two and one before they play the Ducks college game. They could be there. I'm buying Coach Prime. I'm buying all all the stock that you can get for Coach Prime. I think he turns it around. Year one, they get to five, maybe six games after that. They become real contenders. And with that, we'll wrap up hour one, hour two. Coming up next, we're going to start out with pungent audio. We can call in 503-417-7575. Talk NBA draft. Everything Bald Face Truth.
5: B-F-F-T.
1: Now, presented by High Caliber Rights, In for John Canzano. Here's Stephen Vaughn and Judah Newby with the Bald Face Truth.
3: That's Red Ball Phase Truth. I'm Steven Vaughn filling in for John Canzano. I got Judah Newby with me as well. If you want to join the program, talk about the Trailblazers, talk about the draft as the NBA draft is tonight. We'll have all the picks right here. We'll pop in when the picks are made. Call in 503-417-7575. If you want to get that off your chest, you can also hit me up at twi- on Twitter at Steven underscore VON. Catch Judah on Twitter at Judah Newby as well. Man, a lot of stuff happening with the NBA draft. Just an hour away before, before Victor Wimbanyama officially becomes a Spur. And I think after that, we have no idea. I think that's the only thing we actually know is that Victor Wimbanyama will be the number one draft pick. Everything else is still a question mark, but a bunch of big moves already in the NBA. Golden State Warriors acquire Chris Paul today from the Wizards for Jordan Poole. Some draft picks and Ryan Rollins, who is a second year player. Chris Perzingas is going to the Boston Celtics. Marcus Smart going to the Memphis Grizzlies. Tyus Jones going to the Wizards. A lot of moves happening in the NBA. Let's just hope that the Blazers make the right move as well. And I just just want to move. I just want the Blazers to be talked about as, you know, the Blazers have been the, the team a lot of these analysts have been talking about on the national level, which has been kind of nice to hear. And I want it to continue. I want to have the Trailblazers be the talk of the league whether that's they make a big trade, whether it's they make the right draft pick, and was give them eight plus grades on the draft, I want to hear something out of the Portland Trail Blazers today, and uh, I'm excited about it, man. It's just it's going to be a really fun night, a lot of hope, and I think that's what the NBA draft just gives you. All drafts, MLB, NFL, just gives you hope for your team. You look at the NFL and all the guys that people get those quarterbacks. As soon as you get that quarterback, you get that guy. You have hope that you can win a Super Bowl, whether it's in the sixth round with Tom Brady, whether it's the first pick in the draft with Bryce Young. It doesn't matter. Those fan bases, when they get that guy, that's when you make a run. I think in the NBA, it's the same thing. You got to get that guy. I don't know if they necessarily have it. I think Dame could be the best player on a championship level team, but they need a second guy. Is that Scoot? Is it Brandon Miller? Is it a Men Thompson? Is it a trade? Is it Mikel Bridges? Jalen Brown? Zion Williamson? There could be a lot of options. Nobody really knows but there's going to be a lot of things happening tonight. And we'll have all the coverage right here on The Bald Face Truth as I'm filling in for John Canzano. But Judah, as we do every single day, we go around the Internet. And the Internet is a wild place. You can find anything you want on the Internet. And what we do is we find audio clips from TV shows, from podcasts, from movies. It doesn't matter. But we find the best of it. And we play Punch It Audio. Let's do
4: it. <laughs> We interrupt this broadcast with a special announcement from the Bald Fish Truth Headquarters. Hey, we're all about truth, justice, and the American way here, okay?
6: Which is why we've spanned the globe and pulled the top audio cuts of the day. You're going to hear little snippets of sound. Hey, it's time for Punch It Audio, presented
3: by First
1: Call Heating and Cooling.
3: All right, we're going to start with the Pat McAfee Show and Sham Sharania. He was on the show earlier today talking about Charlotte and how they're locking in on Scoot Henderson. Of course, Brandon Miller was the big time favorite. Shams puts out the tweet today. Scoot becomes a big favorite. And now, as we look at it, Brandon Miller back to being the favorite to be the number two pick. But this was Sham Sharania saying what he thinks is gonna happen with Charlotte at the number two pick.
6: I think overall, um, I think Portland's gonna listen, uh, but without Scoot being on the board at three, if Scoot indeed goes two, I mean, Norland's conversations to move up have to be with Charlotte, and from what I'm told, I don't think they're in a position right now where Zion would be the fit. I think they would look at Ingram, but they are in the last 24 hours really locking in on on um, on Scoop.
3: And I think that's interesting, right there. You know, we we've been talking about Zion a little bit here in Portland. I think if the Blazers are to make a trade with the Pelicans and they make everyone available, Portland would want Zion. But Shams is saying that the Hornets would be more interested in Brandon Ingram. So I wonder if the Hornets make that trade for Scoot Henderson if you know Brandon Ingram's on the table if he goes to Charlotte. Is Zion still on the table? But you know, I think I think Shams is a great point that the Blazers are gonna have to wait. And I think if you're a Blazer fan and you want the best possible outcome, I think Scoot has to be there at three. I think he has so much more potential than Brandon Miller. I think that's how teams evaluate him around the league. And you gotta hope he's at three. Whether you draft him, whether you trade him, I think that's the best option. But i think it's interesting that you know the hornets one would rather have brandon ingram the blazers would rather have zion it just goes to show judo just all the unknown in the nba draft today like we really have no clue but there's a lot of options and a lot of things and the thing is we probably don't there's probably things that we don't even know about that are out there
1: oh t- completely completely and i've got an ear out on what Woj has been saying on espn just a moment ago he He used the word steadfast with the Charlotte Hornets and Brandon Miller at two. He says the Hornets are... I'm going
3: to have to look up the definition of that. It's too too big of a word for me. With
1: Brandon Miller at two. So, you know, another layer in all of this is the Woj versus Shams battle. And, you know, Shams didn't out-out say Charlotte's taking Scoot at two, but he tweeted it. He went on McAfee. He said it. He obviously got some kind of intel. One of these stalwarts of the industry is getting played right now, and we're
3: about to find out who. Hey, I tell you what, Woj got played last year, so I think Woj is on the comeback tour. Okay. Reven- <laughs> reven- revenge season? No, <laughs> revenge season for Woj. She's coming back, but no, it's uh, it's interesting because we've you know it's one of those things where no matter how locked in you are and how you know how many people you talk to, you may still be getting lied to. I think that's the point of it all, but it'll be really interesting, man. We don't know. Uh, this was Shams also on the Pat Matthews Show. He was talking about the Blazers, what they could do at three, especially if Scoot's gone at two. Is it a man Thompson? Is he the guy that is going to come out of nowhere and be a dark horse pick for the Portland Trail Blazers? Here's Shams. long time.
6: Portland is the one team, because of Damian Lillard, because of the factor, they know that they have to improve this team. They know that that number three pick has to be for sale, has to be in discussions. So listen, if, if Scoot does indeed go number two, at that point, at number three, you're looking at Brandon Miller. Another guy to keep an eye on, guys, Amen Thompson, one of the Thompson twins, played for OTE. He had a very strong workout, from what I'm told, in Portland. And I, I'm not saying that they will go with him over Brandon Miller if he's there at three, but I, I know Amen Thompson. He made an impression on them. And if there can be a, a wrench in this whole draft and, and a team that just picks a guy out of nowhere, Amen Thompson could be that type of a player um, in, in this draft because he's had some, some good workouts.
3: And I've heard the same things. I'll be honest. I heard Amen Thompson had a great workout with the Blazers when he was here, and the Blazers loved him. Dane was here as well. Um, so it's not like he, you know, not not familiar with this game. A Thompson, he's been flying up the draft boards ever since it started, and you know, you look at the odds, he, he's a, a little bit legitimate shot to be the third pick. I do think this, Judah. I do think if Scoot goes two, which I think he does, I think Scoot goes two, I believe Shams in this scenario, that the Blazers could eventually draft. Amen Thompson, or there could be a team that we don't know about that loves Amen Thompson and flies up to that third pick to jump and get him at number three. I, I, Like I said earlier, there's so many good players in this draft. It's very deep. All it takes is one team. All it takes is one team to love a guy and make a move. I think for the Blazers, if Scoot gets taken, it's not the best case scenario, but I could see where a team says, I love Amen Thompson and I want to trade for him. And that's when the Blazers could get that trade package that we haven't heard of yet and the Blazers actually trade out of that third pick
1: yeah that that would be fascinating and to link it back to the point you brought up from the top of the show of just your favorite drafts in the past or most memorable drafts across sports i think that unpredictability is what stands out you know it's a very different thing but remember the laramie tunsell draft in the nfl (laughs) a few years ago where this guy was going to be a top five pick you know he's everything you want in a left tackle profile and then he keeps falling and then right before the draft I think it was the the uh, the bong video, mask, yeah. came out, and that's just surreal. And it was tough for Laramie at the time, I mean, but it was surreal to see his fall down the draft board. Sometimes you see it because of health concerns that the public doesn't know about, but the teams do. In this situation, it wouldn't be either of those things. The only thing I can think of is... Any team that does their quote-unquote due diligence on Brandon Miller and the shooting in Tuscaloosa in January and comes away dissatisfied with the information they get. That's the one part where we all kind of know it in the back of our heads, but we we need to remember these teams know more than we do on that front. These teams do a lot more digging than and get a lot more information than we're privy to. If there's more to that story than what meets the eye from a public level, which already at a public level, it's a little bit disturbing, regardless of the fact that he hasn't been charged or anything. Um, If there's more to that story that teams know that the public doesn't, I don't think you can rule that out, by the way. Then I think that trade up for Amon Thompson over a Brandon Miller or the Blazers straight up picking Amon Thompson over Brandon Miller. Comes more into play than than we might think right now. Yeah,
3: I think that's a good point. And I think you know, with the Blazers' problems that they've had in the past, with you know the whole Jail Blazers era, are they willing to take the risk and say, you know, Brandon Miller literally drove a gun to a murder scene? Are we going to take him? Can he represent the team? Represent the city? I, I think that's a good point. And that might be where they draft Ben Thompson. And, you know, the Blazers... But that
1: Dame is like... I, but then, I mean, yeah, does that make Dame have... Been, so because I, I will Dame. say this,
3: ever since the Joe Blazers era, the Blazers haven't really brought in too many controversial figures.
1: No, they they, they haven't. At least they haven't imported them, you know, right, I mean, right. from, from the drafter anywhere. Um, is Amin Thompson
3: more raw than Shaden Sharp? Yes. That's, how Which can you do that to Damian Lillard with a straight face? You can't, but I will say this. Um, do you think, and I, I think that Dame is in all these talks, right? I, I don't think Joe Cronin and the Blazers front office is doing anything without telling Damian Lillard, right? Like, I don't think Dame's left in the dark. I think if the Blazers are to draft a men, Thompson, Dame knows about it. And he almost, he either is going to sign off it or he's going to say, you know what? Well, let's quietly look to trade me or let's quietly not. Let's just, let's just play it out. Like, it doesn't matter to me. I think Dame's in the loop in all this. I don't think that anybody's lying to Dame. I don't think Joe Cronin's lied to Dame. I don't think the front office has. So I don't think that they're going to cross him in any way. Dame's too important to the franchise as a whole, to the fan base. I don't think that's happening. So if it is a men Thompson... I don't think he's going to catch Dame off guard, like the Aaron Rodgers situation with Jordan Love. That caught him off guard. He admitted that he didn't think they were going to draft Jordan Love. I don't think and that. definitely ty- so. And he should be mad. I don't think that type of thing is going to happen here in Portland. I think Joe mm-hmm. Cronin's too smart. In the front office is not going to do this secretly behind Dame. He's too important to the franchise.
1: Maybe, maybe so, maybe so. But even if he is looped in on Amon Thompson, I don't know that that would mean that he's happy with it either. Being looped in is one thing. Giving it your blessing is is it's another. another.
3: It is. Oh, man. It's so, so great.
1: We're draft. an hour away, dude.
3: Less than an hour away. We'll have the coverage <laughs> right here. We're going to pop into all the draft picks. I cannot wait for that. But what we do know, for all things we don't know, we do know Victor Wembanyama is going to go number one to the Spurs. He is a, uh, maybe the best prospect ever. I mean, that's, that's not, it's not a crazy thing to say that he's the best prospect ever. P.J. Clarissimo, former Blazer coach. He was on the Rich Eisen show. He's been with the Spurs before. He's coached with Greg Popovich. He thinks the Spurs are going to be a lot better this season. Punch it.
5: They will be dramatically improved, uh, but very, very young. But the, the key is he really enjoyed Like uh, He wouldn't stay in if he didn't like it. He really liked that team last year, despite the fact that they weren't very competitive in terms of winning games. But um, obviously, when you get Victor, um, that, that kind of maybe sparks your interest a little bit again.
3: Talking about Greg Popovich, Popovich there. Uh, Judah, Greg Popovich, is he the perfect coach to be coaching Victor Wembanyama in the NBA? I don't think we talk about this enough, but I think it's the perfect fit. And that Spurs team is young, but man, you get Popovich, you get all these young guys. I think it's a great spot for Victor.
1: Yeah, the only thing I can think of with Pop, and this is a little ageist, but he's 74 and Victor's 19. Yeah. I mean, so to to wax Victor into his prime, Pop is going to be by he's going to be 80 by that point. <laughs> Does he have that longevity in him? I'll never doubt Pop with anything, but, you know, and to Pop's credit, he has stuck it out through the floor of San Antonio Spurs basketball here, and the payoff is going to be Victor Wimbanyama. But that timeline, while, yes, of course, it's the it's the perfect coach for a generational prospect – the only thing I could think of is, it does Greg have it in him to to keep going for another five, six, seven years so that he can bear the fruit of the Victor Wembanyama prime as opposed to just the first couple of teenage years?
3: That's yeah. I wonder if they're going to get like a younger protege. Like you can tell, they're grooming a guy for when Pop is done. But you know, I, I think Pop is the perfect guy. He, he's had so much success with David Robinson, with Tim Duncan, two former number one overall picks that are big men. I don't see how he's not going to have success with Victor Wembanyama and get the best out of him. And everything you hear out of Victor is he loves just to play basketball and he wants to play. He doesn't want to rest. He doesn't want to sit out games. I think there's a chance that there is some, you know, load management with Victor because of his body. I don't know if he's ready for an 82 game grind um, that I don't think a lot of players are ready for the 82 game grind. So I don't think he's necessarily ready with that skinny body of his, but um, I think he's going to play as much as he possibly can and be, get out on the court. I think he wants to just play basketball. And I think pop is going to, you know, instill some good, quality uh you know habits into Victor that's gonna, that's going to make him a winning player and i think over time whether it's this next season or the year after i think the spurs are going to be right up there uh with some of the best teams in the nba
1: i think you got to play 65 games yep. for that's rookie yeah that's the new rule the yeah
3: new rule in the nba you got to play 65 yeah you miss maybe it's missed 15 games it's one of those it's right yeah. around 65 games I to win he'll, awards. i think he'll get
1: there he'll get there but i, I agree with you that he'll probably have some load management off days i just can't wait for when he comes to portland i mean that we've seen some big games at Moda center before but when he comes to portland it could be early because i was thinking earlier that his first game is a spur it makes more sense for it to be a road game than a home game because then espn or tnt will have two bites of the national tv apple with Wemby. his first game being on the road and then his first game in san antonio you know, being his home debut whenever that comes, I feel like he'll probably debut on the road with the Spurs come the regular season.
3: Victor Wimbanyama or the field rookie of the year? Who are you taking? Yeah, I will. You get everybody, including Chet Holmgren.
1: I know. That's the sneaky part. I'll take Wimby, though.
3: It's, it's got to be Wimby. It's how could how you Wimby. not take Wimbanyama? Be... <laughs> uh, big trades today and yesterday. Chris Porzingis going to the Celtics. Chris Paul going to the Warriors. Richard Jefferson on ESPN reacts to the Chris Paul trade but also talks about young players and Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole is going to go to the Wizards in the trade. Jefferson's got a warning for young players and I think uh, this is kind of a fair warning for young players that are on good teams. Punch it. I will say this about Jordan Poole and about a lot of young players out there. If you're in a great situation, and you have to recognize that very quickly, you can end up on the Washington Wizards, no disrespect to them, in a rebuild space. So you
4: can go and get a bunch of shots. No one will ever see you. You're not going to You're not gonna be on TV. You're going to be a part of a rebuild. Or you can fix your face. You can fix your attitude and get back in line and compete for championships. So I think, you know, while this is unfortunate, um, you know, that they had to break up part of their young core, there were some money incentives on it. But ultimately, Chris Paul to the Warriors,
3: I think that that is a great move for Chris Paul. Okay. It's an interesting fit with Chris Paul and the Warriors, but it, to his point of young players in the NBA, recognize the spot you're in. Jordan Poole was in a great spot with Golden State, and he decided to go off the rails and become just a shooter and kind of a ball hog, not play any defense. I think young players can learn a lot from that. You know, I always go back to this. When I worked for the Blazers, that was the one thing they told me. They said the hardest thing to judge is a player adjusting their game in the NBA because they've played one way their whole life. And I think Jordan Poole has always been that scorer, but he didn't adjust. He didn't adjust to be a winning player. And now he's going to be in Washington where he's going to get 25 shots a night, which is great for him. But, uh, you know, it's going to be a fair warning where he's not going to play in big time games and people may forget about him. How
1: do you close the book on the Draymond punch now? I mean, I mean, do you think the the punch played into it with uh, this pool exit? I know Richard Jefferson thinks that it did. And then Kendrick Perkins was like, "Now nah, the... The on-court fit was the problem, but...
3: I think the the punch was overblown a little bit. I think it's the on-court fit. I don't think that they trusted each other, but I think there's a lot more fights that happen in practice than we actually know, so I don't think it was that big of a deal um, in that sense. So I don't don't think the punch had a lot of factors in it, but it probably had a little bit. I mean, it'd be naive to think it didn't, but I I think there's a lot more fighting that happens in professional sports than we actually think. Trail or, uh, not Trailblazers, the Mariners. Mariners have been struggling, Judah. We've been, we've been holding some of their games here on the (laughs) uh, flagship station, 750. the game Mariners just, they they struggle. Why are they struggling? Well, Jerry DePoto, he was on Seattle sports with Brock and Salk talking about it. Punch it.
4: Uh, You know, I mean, it's, it's been an ongoing level of frustration and uh,
5: I, it's, I'd like to tell you that, that I hope it's reached, it's reached its peak, (laughs) but uh, you know, I mean, it's not been a great run for us and, and I think we're all aware of that. It's a, I, I feel like we've at least identified
4: where the issues lie, and, and now it's, it's on us to, to figure out how to pull ourselves out of it.
3: Mariners 35-37 on the season. Uh, they are four and a half games back of the wild card, that third wild card spot, and 10 games out in the AL West behind the Rangers. Who are uh, dominating that division by the way having a nice season in texas but the mariners after coming off of uh playoff run last season for the first, first playoff since 2001 a lot of hope guys aren't playing as well julio rodriguez is not playing great there's been some injuries the pitching hasn't been great but i think depoto he made some mistakes and not necessarily going out and get some bats you know it's, it's the hitting that hasn't worked colton wong hasn't worked out teoscar hernandez hasn't really worked out i think they gotta make some moves but you also don't wanna it's one of those things again what path are you going? Are you going to go all in? Are you going to build with some young guys? They still got some young guys in the minors, in the majors that are young, that are still pretty solid, but do you want to trade them, try to get veteran help? It'd be really interesting to see what the Mariners do, but I think there's so much excitement about the Mariners still uh, that you kind of got to buy, right? You can't be selling. You're only you know four and a half games out of the wild card now that they've expanded that. I'm a little disappointed in the Mariners, but I think that they'll turn it around and they're going to make a move before the deadline to you know get another bat in there, maybe another pitcher, and try to make one last run.
1: Yeah, and in the year they're hosting the All-Star game for the first time since 2001, so much enthusiasm and excitement, and this is what they have? You know, who would have thought? It's The Angels are actually good this year, and Shohei might stay in, in L.A. now, and the Mariners are the team that's struggling. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's been a disappointing start to the season, but, you know, you would mentioned Teoscar, you mentioned
3: Colton Wong. I, I mean, it's not just the at, start, Junior There's 72 games in. We're almost halfway in the season. That's pretty wild. That's pretty wild. Like I mean, that's the thing is, it's, we're not early anymore. Like we're almost halfway down with the season. I think we have a good enough sample size. It's
1: just interesting too with young teams that find success. How do you, how do you come back from it the next year? You know, there was so much celebration around making the playoffs, and they won a, a playoff series. They won their wild card yeah. series on the road in Toronto. You got to give them credit for that and a massive comeback along the way to do it. So that's that is something. But to come back the next year and stub your toe the way that they have. I'm a little, uh, little concerned with that. And I like Scott service a lot, but he probably has got to be the first guy on the chopping block. If this thing goes south.
3: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just disappointing for the Mariners and how they've been, but that's punch it audio uh, here on the ball of face truth. We do that every single day when John Canzano's here or when I'm here. doesn't matter, but uh, we'll take a break here as we are keeping an eye on the NBA draft. That starts at five o'clock. We will have all live here. We'll bump into the coverage. We'll get the draft picks done. We're going to hurry up with the 5 at 5 so we can get to the Blazers pick, which we're all excited for. What's going to happen? Uh, We're going to break it all down. 503-417-7575. That is the phone number if you want to call in. Let us know what you think the Blazers should do. Uh, Was it to draft a player? Is it to trade for a veteran? Is it to trade Dame? Keep Dame? What is it? Let us know five zero three four one seven seventy five seventy five. Hit us up on Twitter at Stephen underscore Von. That's me. I'm Stephen Vaughn, filling in for John. We got Judah newbie over there at Judah newbie as well on Twitter. Coming up next, we're gonna talk about the NBA draft. What are the latest odds of where players may go? Right here on the Ball Face Truth on the Ball Face Truth Radio Network. All Face Truth. I'm Stephen Vaughn filling in for John Canzano today. I am with uh, Judah Newby as well. Hit me up on Twitter at Stephen underscore VON. Hit up Judah at Judah Newby as well. You want to talk about the Blazers and the draft pick as the draft is uh, just a little over a half hour away. We'll have all the picks right here on the Bald Face Truth. You want to call in, and get on the show 503-417-7575. You want to talk about the Trailblazers, their draft pick, who should they draft? Scoot Henderson, Brandon Miller, Amanda Thompson. Should they make a trade? What veterans are out there? Uh, real quick, Judah, you know, we we've been talking about the drafts and how much fun it's been. There's a draft memory that I have, is in the NFL that I wanna I wanna talk about if you remember this. You remember back in two thousand three when the Minnesota Vikings missed their pick and they didn't get it in on time? I the it memories.
1: But the, the stories coming out of that are just incredible.
3: I, I just talk about the draft. Like, I just love drafts. And I remember that when I was a kid. I mean, I was, you know, I was 16 at the time. Like, I'm watching the NFL draft. And I don't think I had a team at that time. I really don't have an NFL team. Jaguars, kind of, but, you know, whatever. They are what they are. Uh, but yeah, I remember watching that. It's like, how does that happen? Like, how can you be so unprepared that you miss a draft pick? It just doesn't make any sense to me. And uh, that is one of the funniest stories. I I can't even imagine, like, the Blazers, Joe Cronin, they're on the clock. They're trying to figure out, you know, Brandon Miller goes two. What do we do? Do we make a trade? Who's calling? Who, who wants this pick? Oh, no, uh, number four pick. Houston Rockets, you can bounce in.
1: (laughs) Can you imagine the outcry in Portland if that somehow happened?
3: The Rockets get the pick in. They get scoot real quick, and then, you know, the Pistons are on. They're ready to go. They get a pick. Blazers end up with the fifth pick in the draft, just like they were supposed to. That would happen to us. Blazers win the lottery, move up in the draft, but then they fall back to their original spot. That's going to happen. No, that would be insane.
1: And it was like Neil O'Shea, like somehow (laughs) – You know, jacked into all communication from Portland. He hacked him. Yeah, he he hacked him, and that's how they missed it. Blazers,
3: Blazers war room just goes down in flames. Lights are flickering. Nobody knows what's happening. He's like
1: behind there, cutting the wires. You know, (laughs) at the trading facility. He would. He would. He would. He's probably there right now, trying to sabotage.
3: Getting back at the Blazers for firing him.
1: That's exactly. Even though they should
3: have fired him like three years before that, he got fired because he's a jerk. He should have been fired because he sucks, not because he's a jerk. That's a whole different story, though. All right. Uh, Blazers <laughs> draft pick Judah changing some odds here. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I can't believe this is happening.
1: Are you looking at DraftKings right I now? I have
3: DraftKings open right now. I'm okay. staring at it.
1: I mean, Me too.
3: Second overall pick. Brandon Miller is minus 350 now. Wow. We remember earlier in the day he was like plus 400. Now he's minus 350. Scoot Henderson is plus 200 to be that second overall pick. You looked at the Blazers pick of third overall, Scoot Henderson. Now the heavy favorite, minus 425. Brandon Miller, plus 200. Amen, Thompson, plus 500. Scoot. Scoot. I mean, again, half hour away from the draft. Uh, I imagine something's going to change. Shams is going to have a tweet. Woj is going to have a tweet. Something will change before then. You know, we still got a half hour, Judah. Everything's changed within the next, you know. Last hour. There could be one more change, two more changes. I don't know. But as of right now, half hour before the draft, Brandon Miller, the betting favorite to be the number two pick. ESPN mock draft still has Brandon Miller, two, Scoot Henderson, three. You know, we've talked about it all day, like what our favorite scenarios are. And I put this piece out on 750 The Game. Go check it out, 750game.com, of what my definitive number one thing is I want in the NBA draft. What is the order of my happiness? What's going to make Stephen Vaughn the happiest? That's Zion Williamson. Mm -hmm. If the Blazers end up with Zion Williamson, I will be ecstatic. On the court, is it the best fit? It may not be the best fit right now, but what I think it does is I think it gives Dame satisfaction that, you know what, we're going out, we're getting an all star player. Zion has made all stars. Like we forget just because he's only played, you know, 100 plus games in four seasons. Zion made an all star team, and he's that good. He's averages 26 points a game and shoots 60% shooting for a 22-year-old. That's pretty good. That's Hall of Fame-worthy numbers, and the Blazers would be getting that guy. Now, on the court, does it fit with Dame? I think offensively, yeah, it fits definitely. Those two can play off each other, and that pick and roll would be deadly. Now, defensively, I think it's still a problem, and you still have to address a lot of things, but that's when you go get role players, and role players are much easier to get. The only way I think the Trailblazers get Zion Williamson is if Scoot Henderson falls to three. I know we just played Punch It Audio and Shams is talking about how Charlotte, if they are to make a trade with New Orleans, they want Brandon Ingram. That would still leave Zion Williamson available for the Blazers at three. But New Orleans wants Scoot Henderson. I don't think that they necessarily want Brandon Miller. I don't think they want a men Thompson. They want Scoot Henderson. Scoot Henderson wants to be in New Orleans. He has said that. He has said as such, I want to play in New Orleans. I also think Scoot would fit well in Portland, but if the Blazers can have it where they're on the board at number three, and the clock hits five minutes. Make this draft pick, Joe Cronin. Scoot Henderson's on the board. There could be a trade. There could be a trade to the New Orleans Pelicans. Zion Williamson coming in. That's what I want. That's the number one thing I want. And it'd just the excitement, I think, for Blazer fans, you know, I've covered this team you know, in the last four or five years or whatever. Watch them night in, night out. To be able to watch a guy like Zion Williamson every single night would be awesome. I don't know if they're contending ever. I don't know if they ever win a championship. I don't know if they make the playoffs next season. But you know what, Judy? He's one of the most excited players in all of basketball, and I would love, love what he actually plays, of course. He may get hurt. <laughs>
1: well, you he see, may be too he's fat. He's must-watch every night. He, but he's must-watch. He's Define a must-watch every night. I mean, obviously you mean every night that he's playing. Right, right. And that's the that's the biggest question is you know, availability is the best ability, and for whatever reason— injuries and other stuff His availability has been has been sparse and it's been lacking but I guess you're you know you are betting on some upside there and some of the upside is look different situation different landscape different relationships would play differently in Zion's heart than uh in Portland than it did in New Orleans and it also helps that hey he came out here before to do his rehab so he's at least familiar with the with the city with the landscape um, you know, where things are <laughs> for one thing or another. Any it was an extended time here in Portland. It wasn't just like two or three days. It was an extended time. So hopefully that would that would play into it as well. But I'm with you. I think from a splash factor, I'd love I would like the trade for Zion more than I would like the draft pick for Scoop. I think for the rest of Rip City, we're in the minority on that. The the vast majority of fans that I'm that I see. Fans can't believe that anybody would want Zion in Portland because of his his health issues, his weight issues and things like that. But for us sharps, we we like Zion. For, I, for I, us that we know what we're talking about. We look, like it, it,
3: it makes a ton of sense why you wouldn't want Zion here. And I mean, you just just look at the guy. Like he is overweight. Like he really is. I mean, there's no there's no way around it to say Zion is fat. It's okay to say like he's just bigger, but he's, he's always fat been fat-ish. Fat-ish, you know. It's the angles, though. I know. How many
1: C's on thick are we going with? With hey,
3: I as a bigger man, I know it's about angles. That's all I know. That's right. It's about angles. Get but, on
1: the low block. I and mean, all of a sudden, he's two sixty.
3: Four seasons, he's played one hundred fourteen games. That's not great, Judah. That's less than thirty a season. So I understand that. But twenty-two. That's wild. When he does play, you know what? It's twenty-six a night. It's seven rebounds. It's sixty and a half. Sixty-one percent shooting. That is. That's Hall of Fame worthy. That's MVP level production on the offensive side. And I think with the third pick in the draft, you got to shoot for the stars. Like you got to shoot for that guy, that game changer. You can go safe. You can go with Brandon Miller. That's fine. And I think that can help the team out next season. He can become a good shooter, 6'9 guy. Those are hard to find as well. But you know what's harder to find? All star starters. And I think Zion is on that level. He's already proven he can be an all star in the NBA at age 22. It's gonna ha- it's gonna make Dame happy. It's gonna provide a little bit of juice. That's the word I always use. Scoot has the juice, right? Like he's got the juice that you makes it exciting here in Portland. If Zion comes to Portland, he brings the juice. He brings excitement. He brings fans to the you know to the Moda Center. There's just a lot of unknown with Zion, and you know the caveat always is is you got to do the health. If something doesn't check out health wise, of course cancel the trade. I don't want Zion. Get him out of here. And as long as the health stays, you know the health comes back and. It says there's nothing permanently wrong with him and he's just kind of overweight and out of shape. I- I'm kind of in on Zion to get him here. And I think Dame's the type of player that he may be able to change Zion's mind and get him to work harder. Like I think that's a- I think that's a thing. We talk about Dame's leadership all the time. Dame's the perfect leader for Zion, right? Zion doesn't have to have all the attention. Dame's going to take that on and he can really motivate him.
1: I think that if you're Joe Cronin talking to Damian Lillard, the two scenarios you prioritize for yourself, Stephen, I think are the same scenarios that Dame would prioritize. I think Joe would go to Dame and say, hey, there's two different things we could do here with the third pick if Charlotte takes Brandon Miller, and that is we can try to get Zion from New Orleans, or we we pick Scoop. Which one would you prefer? And 10 times out of 10, Dame's going to say trade for Zion. He just will. Like he It's would, a known he, commodity. He would yeah. prefer Zion on his team right now, and over scoot henderson and if that's the case then I, if you're joe cronin it really then it comes down to if if joe's going to honor dame's preference in that hypothetical it become it comes down to david griffin's you know urgency to get rid of zion williamson because that relationship is over in uh in uh john sterling language or yeah. i guess that was hawk harrelson back in the day with the chicago white Sox. this Game is over. That's Zion and David Griffin right now. So if that look, man, the urgency of the deadline of, you know, a trade deadline or the draft here in about a half an hour or less, this is really going to test David Griffin's appetite. If he's willing to part with Zion for just three and obviously salary matching things on the side.
3: And it's going to test Joe Cronin as well. Like I think, I think this draft defines Joe Cronin so much, you know, this is his second real off season this is the first time he's had assets. You know, he came out and he said when he got the job like my I want to build assets and I want to obtain those so we can make some moves. And he has no excuses now. Like he has assets to make moves and I'm okay with them keeping the pick. I'm okay with them drafting the guy. I think that's a great way to get a really good asset. But if Zion's available and they want to make this trade, they still have to wait for the Hornets to make that pick. It's still unknown if Scoot Henderson's going to go 2 or 3. And if Scoot goes 2, Blazers got to pivot. If Brandon Miller goes two, then the Blazers can pivot again, but then it's five minutes. Joe Cronin, like you said, Judith, do you have the trust that Joe Cronin can make a move, make that trade offer in five minutes, get the best available deal? Please, Dame. It's going to be hard.
1: With, yeah. with the stir breathing down his neck. yeah
3: crazy. <laughs> with, with Jody and Burt telling you what to do and getting their little hands on every single move, it's going to be tough. It's it's You're going to be threading the needle, but... I, you know, I, uh, the beauty of the draft, the beauty of the offseason is there's always the hope. There's always the hope. There's the hope that this can work out, and the Blazers will get it right. And we'll never, we won't know until the season starts if they did the right thing. Yeah. Um, but we all got there our opinion. Or two or
1: three, four years from now. That's true. That's I mean, it's just, you know the ultimate test.
3: <laughs> I, tw- tw- just a little over 20 minutes out from the draft, man. It's so many questions, Judah. Where where are you at right now? Do you think Do you think the betting odds are right? And Brandon Miller, who is the favorite to go number two. He's going to be the second pick in the draft and the Blazers are going to be stuck in this choice Scoot Henderson or trade.
1: Yeah, it's it's a really good question. I think the betting odds odds are right and here's why. It just feels like when Shams tweets at 9:15 this morning that Charlotte and Scoot are serious, you know, together at the number 2 pick. He says there's serious momentum for Scoot at, at number 2 overall. I think yeah, that that's a big deal. But that, now that I think about it, that really screams them trying to drive the price up from New Orleans for in the Zion trade. Because putting that out there eight hours before the draft as opposed to two hours before the draft, that gives you the amount of time to be like, you know what, New Orleans, we are serious about taking Scoot at two. Because maybe New Orleans didn't think that Charlotte was all that serious about Scoot. And they think, hey, the Miller stuff with Charlotte's so real, we don't even have to negotiate with Jordan. We just have to negotiate with Cronin. And now, I think that Shams tweet is probably more in service of Charlotte trying to drive up their price for Zion than it is them actually wanting Scoot. And now once that's gotten, gotten out of everybody's system, now we're seeing, I think, the truer number, which I think is Brandon Miller and I think is Jordan's piece all along. And it feels like if that does take place, I'm a little bit relieved because yes, the on-court Brandon Miller fit, ha- you know, has its place. But man, does it feel like you dodge a little bit of a bullet, you know? And that's probably the wrong language, I think, for for Brandon Miller. But in all sincerity, do you did you dodge a little bit of a something? The fact that you don't have to take Brandon Miller at three, even though for weeks we've been saying you just take either Brandon or Scoot, no questions asked. Yeah,
3: I think there's there's no no controversy with Scoot. I mean, there's a little bit of controversy with Brandon Miller. We still, you know, it doesn't seem like anything's going to happen with him legally, but you just never know. And I I, and I think most, most analysts that you ask, most draft experts, they like Scoot better than Brandon Miller. Like, they all do. So, like, that's why it hasn't made sense to me this whole time why Brandon Miller could go too. And I still think Scoot is going to go too. Like, but I'm just... That's just me because I've said it out and I'm trying to be right, but I don't know. I just don't know why they wouldn't pick Scoot Henderson. I think you're right. If he falls the three, I think Portland's in such a winning situation. Whether that's drafting Scoot, whether that's making a trade, I think you're going to get the best value possible, the best trade back, trade package for Scoot Henderson. And if all else fails, you don't get the package you like, you get a 19-year-old who has, you know, all-star potential and looks like a running back who is going to be a dominant, you know, basketball player in his future like that's not a bad situation to be in and build your backcourt with shaden sharp and scoot henderson not a terrible place to start your franchise
1: we might actually beat michael jordan for once Uh, unlikely
3: unlikely that never happens judah we know this uh we are about 18 (laughs) a little over 18 minutes away from the draft that'll be kicking off at five we'll have all the picks here on the bald face truth we'll hop in live when they happen uh, trailblazers, who knows what happens with them. Still rumors everywhere right now. Brandon Miller favored to be the second pick, but he could go two, he could go three. Portland, they're almost on the clock. We'll have all the coverage here on Baldface Truth. 503-417-7575. If you want to hop on and give your uh give your official prediction before the draft, get it in before the draft starts. So we got it on record. Uh, coming up, we're gonna continue talking about the NBA draft and some NBA trades that went down. Do they affect how do they affect these teams that are involved? What can the Blazers look to do also with the 23rd pick? I got some thoughts on that. We'll talk about the NBA draft coming up on the Bald Face Truth. Bald Face Truth. I'm Steven Vaughn filling in for John Canzano today. And it's draft night just over 10 minutes away from 5 o'clock in the NBA draft. Trailblazers with the third pick. Uh, a couple newsy notes coming out of uh, NBA circles here. Shams Sharania, he tweets out that the Pelicans – Received a meeting in the recent days with Scoot Henderson. New Orleans has pursued a top two to three pick in the draft, but both Charlotte and Portland are so far expressing no interest in moving the pick. Woj was just on ESPN. He again said that throughout the draft process, throughout the college season, the Hornets have loved Brandon Miller, and he expects Brandon Miller to be the second pick in the draft. So Judah, I don't know, man, based off those two tweets... Shams says that the Pelicans have reached out to the Blazers and the Hornets, but neither of them want to back have called or, you know, have received offers and they haven't, you know, exchanged you know, Zion trades or anything. Blazers could be sitting at three with that draft pick and it could be Scoot Henderson on the board. If uh, all is true in these last couple uh newsy items here.
1: Yeah. Your, your preference would be trade the third pick for Zion. And it looks like the Blazers have a different pecking order. If, if what Shams is saying is true, like, they would rather have Scoot Henderson at that third pick rather than trade it to New Orleans uh, in some kind of Zion Williamson trade.
3: And I'll say this. I think if the Blazers draft Scoot Henderson, I think we are going to realize that Mike Schmitz has a lot of impact in that room. Uh, Cause last season it was thought the Blazers were going to trade that number seven pick. Like it was a given like, Oh, the Blazers are going to trade that, try to get John Collins, try to get OG Ananobi, And there's no chance they take that pick. Then all of a sudden a draft night is like no they're taking Shaden Sharp and they're gonna keep him and that was a Mike Schmitz guy he you know, Mike Schmitz is still with ESPN talking about how much he loves Shaden Sharp it was all it was written all there I think if the Blazers do decline these trades and if Zion is out there and the Blazers say no we're gonna hang on to Scoot I think it shows that Mike Schmitz has a lot of power in that front office room and that Joe Cronin really trusts him and that maybe even Bert and Jody trust him a little bit to make these type of decisions, which I don't hate because again, I would love Zion Williamson. I think as a guy who watches the Blazers night in the night out, it would be so much fun to see Zion Williamson, whether he's on the bench, whether he's on the court, just to see that guy play, I think it would be great. But my second option is to draft scoot. Like I love scoot Henderson. I think he's going to be a really good player. And I think it opens up a lot of options for you later on in the off season. But I think if scoots the guy and they really decline all these trades, you know, Joe Cronin's come out and said we want to build around Dame, if they draft a player, that's not building around Dame. And that's trusting Mike Schmitz and his drafting ability, his scouting and scouting and analysis. I think I think it'd be safe to say the organization really trusts what Mike Schmitz has to say.
1: Yeah, that that's an interesting point. I also think that Joe Cronin is going to just say and he's going to speak tonight, you know, after after this round one is done. He's going to say, Hey, there's other ways that we can improve our roster around Damian Lillard than just the third overall pick. Now, obviously for us, it doesn't get any better than the third overall pick to try to flip for an asset that can help Damian Lillard. But you've written about it. You've talked about it. You've got 23. You've got Ant. you got Nurk, whatever people make of him. But you've <laughs> you've got pieces, apparently Nas Little, you know, getting Cleveland yeah. buzz. I mean, you've, you've got pieces on this roster, and I know Sharp is untouchable, but you've got other pieces that... You can get a little savvy with impossible deals to still upgrade positions of your roster. Not to mention needing to re-sign Jeremy Grant um, in this off uh, as well.
3: Looking at the odds here on the DraftKings, uh, the first three picks are off the board. Can't even make a pick on those three really? picks. Yeah, they're off the board. So okay, that and, hey, if that, if my indication would be that the three picks are then decided, and the Brandon Miller is really going too. And yeah, if I that's, ju- I, yeah. I, I think, right now, you know, Joe Cronin may know that Brandon Miller really is going too. And they're going to have to make a decision on if it's Scoot Henderson, if it's a trade package. And I think that's very interesting to note going into the draft. We're less than 10 minutes away. Of course, we'll have all the picks here. We'll we'll, we'll buzz in. We'll buzz in and out of all the picks because, you know, I want to know as much as everyone else. So we're going to show it with everybody. Um, but a lot of things happening right now with the Trailblazers, a lot of still unknowns. But it seems like right now, Brandon Miller may go to Scoot Henderson could be available and I think it does open up a lot of options for you. I, I really do. You know, you talk about the 23rd pick. You talk about the other assets that they have. You know, Nurk, Anthony Simons, Nasir Little. I think they're all on the table to be traded. And, you know, John and myself have talked about this, Judah. Like, you can trade the number 23 pick for a role player. Like, it, it, that happens. The Blazers basically traded a, a pick right around 23 for Jeremy Grant. Like You can go out and you can get those role players that can fill the rest of the roster. So I'm not worried about these role players. And I do think the Blazers at 23, they could make a trade especially if they draft Scoot Henderson. They may be going with that double pass where they're going to build with the future and for the present. And they build the future with Scoot, but then they say, hey, Dame, you know what? We didn't use both picks. We traded the 23 pick for a veteran. We're going to try to please it that way. That way we're building for the future and the present. And I think that's the wrong decision, but I think that's a very likely decision now that it seems like Brandon Miller's is going number two.
1: Yeah, and then it puts Damian in a fascinating position where you and I have talked about it on air and off air. That you know he's done a really nice job so far in terms of the narrative, putting the Trailblazers in a position to to be the bad guy one way or the other. Well, if you take Scoot and just stare Damian down, and still supplement the rest of the roster around the twenty third pick, maybe flipping it, you know, doing something creative to still build around Damian Lillard, I think you, you reverse the course there and you put Lillard in a position where he's got to be the bad guy. It's like neither neither side really wants to be the bad guy, certainly not in the public eye, but one of them's got to at some point, you would think, and if they they stick it out together... I still, it's a a hard, it's hard to see the path to a championship with Damian Lillard in Portland, regardless of how tonight goes, as exciting as Scoot Anderson would be. Yeah, it's just, it's just
3: tough, man. And I said this the other day, like, I just wish Dame would have done this at 27, like at 28. It would have been so much better. You know, he's still great. He had a great season, averaged over 30 points a game, maybe his best season of his career. But how many more elite seasons does he have? He's a smaller point guard who's, you know, goes off of explosiveness that's going to going to get slower at some point i think it's two more years of elite and after that we don't know but we are going to take a break here We'll come back the nba draft will be on but we'll do a quick five at five as well judah's got that for me then we will pop in with all the draft picks starting with victor wimbanyama then looks like brandon miller then maybe bald scoot henderson truth. to portland we'll find out bald face truth lock it in stephen vaughn in for john canzano the bald face truth this is the happy hour five o'clock hour NBA draft starting here in just a few minutes. We will go live to all the picks. Victor Wembanyama going to go first. Trio Blazers, they got the third pick so far. Are they going to trade it? Are they going to keep it? Who's going to be there? We don't know, but it, we will find out here very shortly. So we're gonna we just going to go real quick here. We're going to quickly do a quick five and five. No Anna today, of course. John's out. Yeah, that would be weird if Anna was here, though. I, I'm going to recruit her. I'm going to recruit her next time just to do the five and five and then leave. But uh, we got Judah Newby with the five of five. Let's hit it. The five and five. All right, Judah, number one, what you got?
1: Oh, poor Coach Prime, man. But Dion, he's uh, not going to need his foot amputated, but he does have blood clots in his groin area, and he's going to need surgery Friday morning. 55 years old, about to start his first season at Colorado and uh, so good news doesn't have to get the foot amputated, but bad news. And we're thinking about him. Got to get surgery to uh, to remove blood clots.
3: Yeah. And coach prime, you know, for all the stuff he's done to bring attention to himself and the program in Colorado in the PAC 12, like I just love the way he goes about his business and you know, he's going to have this surgery, but he's still out coaching. He's still out recruiting. He's doing his job. He's following all the rules. He's doing it differently. And I, and I love that. I, I really buy in Colorado, this year, I think they win five games. I think they go above their win total at four. I know Kanzano's on them below. He thinks they're about four. Four's about right, but he thinks it's more likely three than five. I'm on five to six. I think they're going to have a nice, solid season with all the recruits they brought in. And it's just the start. It's just the start. You know, they brought in 51 guys, I believe, in the transfer portal. Number one transfer portal class recorded in 24-7 sports. Like, Coach Prime has got it going on. And I think Colorado, within the next couple of years, if Coach Prime stays... You know, they're going to be Pac-12 contenders and at that point I think he may leave Colorado but I love what he's doing and yeah, you know, we're thinking about it and hoping he just uh, battles through this without getting any, anything amputated. I think that would be uh, that would be great news if we hear that. Number two.
1: Alright, we had a blockbuster trade today with Chris Paul going from the Washington Wizards to the Golden State Warriors. Jordan Poole going back from Golden State to Washington. Chris Paul got a $30 million deal that's expiring after uh, next season but what do you think of Chris Paul's fit in Golden State? What kind of on-court role uh, he will have? And is this his best chance at a title that he's ever had? Yeah,
3: I think I'm comparing this to kind of like Rajon Rondo when he was on the Celtics. Just stand at the top of the key and pass all these Hall of Famers. Like, I think that's what Chris Paul's going to do when he's in the game. I don't think he's going to be asked to do a lot. And I don't know that he can do a lot anymore. 38 years old. I don't want to say he's cooked, but I think he's kind of cooked. So I think he's not going to help so much on the floor, but he will provide a veteran leadership. Um, he is signaling a direction for the Warriors that they're going forward again this season. So I like that. Mike Dunleavy Jr., his first big move, really signals they're going to try to bring Jamon Green back. as uh, He opts out of his contract. I think it's a good fit for Chris Paul, and hopefully he gets a chance to win a ring because he's one of those guys that you know, he's been such a good player, hasn't got a ring. I don't want that to hurt Uh, just his history and the way we think about him as we go on. So I think it's fun for everybody, and uh, I expect a lot more uh, crazy trades to have this offseason. Number three.
1: By the way, I don't think I got your take, and this will be number three on the trade that we got last night, which sent Kristaps Porzingis from the Wizards to the Boston Celtics. Marcus Smart from Boston to Memphis. Tyus Jones from Memphis to Washington. The Celtics getting a couple of picks along the way. Uh, They're in the first round of the draft tonight. I mean, what do you make of Boston getting Chris Stapps at this point? Great year last year, but it's been weird. This is going to be his one, two, this is a fourth team already of his career.
3: Yeah, I mean, Chris Stapps is one of those guys where he was like the dude that everyone wanted on the Knicks to trade for. Like, that's how good he was. I thought he'd be a future franchise piece. He hasn't turned into that, but I will say this, Judah, last season in Washington, he was really good. Um, and I think it's a good fit for Boston. We saw Boston, when Jason Tatum got hurt, Jalen Brown couldn't dribble with his left hand. And I think that's a problem, but I also think it was a problem that they didn't have any other guys that could run a pick and roll. Robert Williams, he's fine. He can pick and roll. Al Horford's not really that guy anymore. Porzingis is a guy who you can go pick and pop or a guy that can post up and he can get you another bucket. And in a tight playoff game, I think that's really going to help the Boston Celtics and address some of their needs offensively. I think defensively, they can be as good as anybody in the NBA, but offensively they struggle when things get to a halt in the half court. And we saw that against the Warriors. We saw that against the Heat. So I really do like this fit with Porzingis, with Jason Tatum, with Jalen Brown, spread the court. And I think if you're a Blazer fan, Jalen Brown is rumored to kind of be in Portland, but I think this move signifies the Celtics are going all in and they needed another guy to go along with Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. So I think Porzingis could be that guy. I think is a good fit. And I think Boston... Uh, really really good on this trade taking advantage of the wizards um and uh, that they were kind of selling off some of their players and uh, officially Spurs are on the clock here Judah look at that the draft All is right. starting let's do it. we will pop in uh, when the draft pick is announced of Victor womenyama but number four number four
1: uh will Wade McNeese state coach former LSU coach gets ten game suspension here and uh it's funny there, that the NCAA gave LSU a bunch of uh, uh, wrist slaps today, including the suspension for Will Wade. But I gotta also say that Les Miles had a bunch of wins vacated today, and it takes him below the win percentage threshold to be eligible for the College Football Hall of Fame. So I had to throw that. In that there.
3: That's pretty funny. Yeah, that's pretty uh, funny. I mean, Les Miles, the guy won a championship, though. I I, I don't know. I
1: with Matt Flynn,
3: I understand as a two lost team. I understand like you can't be breaking rules and stuff, but at the same time, like. This kind of stuff happens. Yep. This stuff happens where teams are breaking rules, and and it's going to continue to happen as well. So like, Will Wade, he's coaching at McNeese State right now, and I think that you know he may never get back to a power five job because of this kind of stuff. But he's going to ha- be you know a small small college team that he can coach those type of teams, and he's going to be very successful there because he is a good coach. Like he knows what he's doing. He got up to the LSU level, so I think it's kind of fun that uh, you know. Funny that they get uh, you know slapped on the wrist again. LSU does. But I don't think they really care. Uh, I think they care about NIL and trying to get as many good players as they can. And you see that with women's basketball. You see that with baseball. They're really good. You see that in football and basketball. I don't think LSU cares. I don't think the SEC cares. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think Will Wade probably deserves these type of suspensions and uh, probably will never be back in the Power Five.
1: Yeah. Well, and then my last one was uh, just the betting odds on Brandon Miller and Scoot yeah, Henderson. Yeah, number five. Let's do it. Going all over the place. And uh, Scoot was minus... to be the number two overall pick to Charlotte this morning, and now that's completely flipped on its head to the point where Brandon Miller was, what, minus 3.50 to be the pick at number two for Charlotte as of about a half hour ago before the uh, market took it off the board completely. So as the Spurs officially go on the clock, it it looks like their pick is in. I I wonder who they're going to (laughs) take here at number one overall, but we'll get that pick here in a moment, Uh, Stephen, as it happens with San Antonio up at number one, everything points to Charlotte having Brandon Miller in, in there at number two. Yeah, no,
3: it seems like Brandon Miller may go number two, and I think that's great you know, for Portland. Scoot Henderson is going to be available at number three then, and then if you want to trade, I think he has the most trade value, right? I think teams like New Orleans want Scoot Henderson, and they're going to offer more for that pick. I think if it's Brandon Miller, if it's a Ben Thompson, I don't know that, but Scoot Henderson, I think is the number one guy on the board after Victor Wimbenyama, value-wise. And so I think for Portland, you're in the best-case best, best case scenario. Either you draft Scoot Henderson, you build with Scoot, you build with Shaden Sharp, or you make that trade and you try to get Zion Williamson, you try to get that other veteran to build with Dame. I, I think it's the best of both worlds. And it makes it an easier decision for me, in my mind, Judah. Like If Brandon Miller's gone, it's Scoot Henderson. If Scoot Henderson was picked second, I think you had a choice between a Thompson and Brandon Miller. So I think right now it's great that the Blazers will be put in this spot that they don't really have to make a choice. They know it's Scoot, but now they're deciding is it Scoot or is it a trade?
1: The only yeah, the only choice they would make is whether or not to turn Scoot into a trade, like you said, and you know, I don't know. What do you think that's a non starter for Cronin? The way Shams put it on Twitter a moment ago just seemed like it was a non-starter. I wasn't sure if that's because they're completely out on Zion or if they're completely out on the package that Griffin was giving them.
3: Yeah, I, I do it's find that interesting. Say. I don't know
1: if we'll ever know. It's just I, I want to know how much you know, of a decision Cronin actually has to make tonight, how much Alpha is actually in him, and I don't think we're going to have to find out because Scoot's going to fall right into his left. And,
3: and I think also, and I said this last segment, Judah, I think it really shows if they keep the pick and they don't make a trade, that it's not that they're lying to Damian Lillard, but it's more that the front office and Joe Cronin really believe in Mike Schmitz, the assistant general manager. Of course, he was you know a draft analyst before he came to the Blazers. Very, very well respected. And they made the pick last year with Shaden Sharp. And we all thought that pick was going to be traded. Then Sharp was the guy. I think this season, the same thing. We all thought it was going to be traded. Then the Blazers move up to three. And now Mike Schmitz is like, look, we can get one of these star players in Scoot Henderson We got to take him. And I I think that they may be buying into Mike Schmitz, which is a good thing in my mind. Like, I think the draft is probably one of the, you know, you got to get young. You got to hit a home run with this third pick in the draft. And not that Brandon Miller is not going to be a home run, not that Jalen Brown or Mikel Bridges wouldn't be a home run, but I think Scoot Henderson, I think Zion Williamson, those are the swings that you take. Those are grand slam swings. And I think for the Blazers, they were so lacking in talent and the team is so far away. You need to try to get the most bang for your buck with that third pick and I think I think Zion or Scoot is that guy. I mean I, I think I think Mike Schmitz is the guy that they're really buying into and, and it's good to see. Like I think Joe Cronin made a nice hire. It's nice to see that if they do keep this pick, maybe Jody and Burt are buying into some of the front office guys and saying, Do your job, we're gonna back off.
1: Yeah, and I don't really know how the factors into perspective sales or anything like that. You know, but if the Blazers were to get sold in the next three to four years, I think it's a little bit more Exciting, I guess, with, with Scoot than it would be with Zion because who the heck knows what Zion is in two to three years? It could could go south <laughs> in, in a mighty way, or you could be, you know, winning a, a and, one and, of them, Larry O's. And I do
3: want to be clear on that. I mean, I want Zion, but it's the caveat of the health checks yeah. out, right? Like, you want I good know Zion. I know he's fattish. You want Mount Zion. I know he's fattish. I know he's biggish, but it's angles. As a big guy, it's angles. Got to get better angles. Zion, come on, be better than that. Um, <laughs> But it's Zion if his health checks out. But uh, Spurs on the clock. Here's Adam Silver. We're going to go live to the pick. With
7: the first pick in the 2023 NBA draft, the San Antonio Spurs select Victor Wembanyama from Nantar, France.
1: Victor Wembanyama.
3: Well, there it is, Judah. Victor Wembanyama. First pick in the draft, no surprise there. But uh, he goes first to the Spurs, and now I think the NBA draft really starts. Really starts right now. With this pick, um, you know, is it Brandon Miller at two? All all signs kind of pointed to Brandon Miller at two, leading right into the draft. Um, is it him or Scoot? How, how I, I, I've been on the Scoot. I've been on the Scoot train the entire time. We've talked about this for weeks. Like as soon as the Brandon Miller talk started to being the second pick of the draft. I was talking to him like I don't get it. Like Scoot's the guy at two, but now the reports. Whoa, just saying it. Brandon Miller's the guy. Shams has even said, kind of like you know what they're they're exploring the trade at two and three of the Pelicans. Is Brandon Miller really the guy at two? Is this what's kind of happened, Judah? And then I, Portland's going to be stuck with uh, <laughs> an easy decision and Scoot Henderson. I think we're catching
1: a break here. I think we're catching a break. All respect to Brandon Miller, but. I'm breathing a bit of a sigh of relief once uh, once this is Charlotte and, and Brandon Miller at two overall. And I think that's what's going to happen. I don't think the betting markets are lying at this point. I think they're telling us the, the true story right before the draft, and obviously they're off the board now. But he was minus 350, Brandon Miller, to go to Charlotte with number two overall. And I think that's going to happen. It makes, it makes Joe's decision a lot easier because I'm with you. Had this been scoot to Charlotte, like – we feared could be the case. I personally feared could be the case. If it was Scoot to Charlotte, then I think, yeah, it, it'd be tough for me. I know you'd probably pick Brandon Miller, but the Amon Thompson ceiling it would be intriguing, and then trading it would also be intriguing, but trading a third pick with Brandon Miller on the board is a lot different than trading the third pick with Scoot Henderson on the board.
3: Yeah, and I think you know, going back to this, Wimba Yama, he is a giant. He's a giant, by the way.
1: Unbelievable. But,
3: um... With Brandon Miller, I, I I do think here, here's the thing. If Scoot Henderson is picked with a second pick, and I, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that is Brandon Miller. Um, I haven't heard anything lately, but, you know, of course, this betting markets say Brandon Miller? If it's not, if it is Scoot Henderson goes to, it does put the Blazers in a really weird position, where I think a Thompson could be that third pick. But betting markets are uh, usually pretty good. They're all about making money, and right now, Brandon Miller is the favorite going into it. Charlotte going to make that pick. Oh, man, Portland may just fall into Scoot Henderson, which I'm not if, even
1: looking at Twitter anymore. Like I, I just want to see this pick as it happens. I, I don't
3: Well, that's a good point. Do you do you like to find out live like this on TV or do you like to read the spoilers on Twitter? Cause I, you, like the NFL yeah. is really bad. You get like four picks ahead.
1: If, if the NFL for sure not too much <laughs> invested in a situation like this, too much invested to to see it on Twitter. How about, if you. I was casual, you know, nonpartisan, yeah, i I'd, I'd get the Twitter scoops, but I need to see this live at the moment. I just need to be in it.
3: Charlotte on the clock, just over three minutes oh, man. on the clock. Oh man, I can't wait. I can't wait, Judah. I'm nervous. Know. I'm nervous too, but I think if you told me going into the draft, like when the Blazers started tanking, and it was very obvious when the Blazers started tanking this past season, if you told me the Blazers ended up with Scoot Henderson, I, said that I would say they get the second pick of the draft, and I would say it's a win. And that's exactly what could happen. Sue Henderson going three. If Brandon Miller goes two. And you know, the Hornets, I think fit-wise, you know, Brandon Miller does fit a need, which is a wing who's six foot nine. You don't find those guys very often, six nine wings that can shoot and are very athletic. You know, they have Miles Bridges who's going to be coming off of suspension. They have PJ Washington, who's six seven, six eight. But you know, Brandon Miller, I I I I don't mean to downplay how good Brandon Miller is. Like I think he's a really good player. He's six foot nine, he's very athletic. Uh, he still has a lot of room to improve. I just don't see the star ceiling potential that I see in Victor Wimbanyama or in Scoot Henderson or even Amen Thompson to that point. Like I think I think Brandon Miller, you know, best case scenario, he's a he's Paul George. Like Paul George is a really good player. He's an all-star caliber player, but can he be the best player on an NBA Finals team? Probably not. Like, I don't think mm. he's that good. And I think that's kind of what Brandon Miller is. He reminds me a lot of Paul George, where he could really shoot the basketball. He's not afraid to play defense and get in there. But it's, uh, you know, I, I think it's uh, I think it's more of a safe pick than a actual, you know, swing for the fences pick if you go Brandon Miller at two.
1: Do you think that uh, Dame is watching right now?
3: Yeah. I think he's texting Joe Cronin, like, what are we doing, bro? Yo, Joe. He's probably texting the Heat. Is he in France? I saw he was in France. Yeah, him and Jeremy Grant. Jeremy yeah. Grant looking good with his six pack. And you know what? I got I got a good take on that. I was like, if I had, if I looked anything like that, I would never wear a shirt. He was wearing a coat, just showing off the abs. I would do that all oh, the time.
1: Pick is in for Charlotte.
3: Pick is in. They're still talking to uh, Wembenyama and Jeremy Sochan, who I liked last season. I almost wanted the Blazers to get him, but. I'm gonna need a
1: massage after this, man. I'm like my shoulders are all tight.
3: <laughs> but I'm stressed. It, don't stress out. The, I'm, this may be where Brandon Miller has picked, Judah, and then the Blazers fall. They fall into Scoot Henderson. We fall into Scoot. Which is something I never thought this would happen. That the Blazers could fall into Scoot Henderson and make it where he's part of the future. And here's the thing: if Brandon Miller is the guy at two, and Scoot Henderson's the pick at three for Portland. You're building with Scoot and Shane Sharp. That that is a great starting That's point. Freaking great! And Scoot doesn't necessarily have to start in this situation. Like he can come off the bench and be that sixth man. Because we talked to Tom Crean yesterday. John did, and he said, you know, Scoot's a really good player, but he's gonna have to have time to develop. Like he's not quite NBA ready to be a star player. He's gonna, he's not quite ready to be, you know, a ball handler every single play. He he needs some time off the ball as well, and he can play off the ball, but if he comes to Portland. It's the type of thing where he doesn't—he's not going to be expected to get twenty a night. He's not going to be expected to get eight assists. You know, he can come in and just pick and choose his spots, but also give it where Dame can play a little off the ball. We've been wanting that a lot in Portland for so many years, and saying someone else has got to handle the basketball. Someone else has got to get. Dame off the ball and be able to make plays I think Scoot eventually could be that guy and you look at it then you got Shane Sharp I mean it's a, it's a great spot you know,
1: We're City's going to love Scoot Henderson They here. will love Scoot oh, Henderson I,
3: I think the ju- the juice will be back in Portland like the, the future would be bright with Scoot Henderson because the, the potential is sky high with him and you know again Brandon Miller I don't know that the potential is necessarily that sky high with him so Scoot man they're showing Scoot right now um, don't He's, Don't
1: even think about it, Charlotte. He's got the bedazzle. Don't even Brandon think. Brandon Miller is on the phone, though. Okay. Don't even think about he's taking. Scoop smiling here.
3: and laughing, the pick is it. That's it, is. it.
7: With the second pick in the 2023 NBA Draft, the Charlotte Hornets select Brandon Miller
5: from the University of Alabama. Yeah. Brandon
1: Miller. Wow. Yes. The SEC player. Brandon Miller, yes.
3: freshman, All American. Good luck, Brandon. SEC player of the year. He's going to Charlotte. Good luck. On the board Good or on the clock. Good luck. Scoot Henderson on the board. Woo. Is this happening? Oh, baby. What? Scooter. Scoot. I mean, I,
1: make it happen. I Joe. don't think there's
3: any other. I, there's no chance they pick Ben Thompson over Scoot. I really no. don't think that. Scoot is the guy here, or it's a trade. Now, it could be a trade. Remember, we've talked about this. This is this is the scenario that I wanted. I wanted Scoot to fall to three. I wanted the Blazers to trade for Zion Williamson. Will that trade be announced right now? I don't think so. But you know what? This could happen where Zion Williamson goes to Portland. This could be where Scoot Henderson goes to Portland, and they're building with Scoot, with Shane Sharp. Is Dame on board? Dame said uh, there was a report the other day. Mark Spears said that Dame and Scoot Henderson have been in constant contact with one another talking um you know just filling each other out i think it seems like dame he doesn't want a young guy right he said that he's clearly said i don't want to play with another 19 year old when we talk scoot henderson it seems like he's kind of on board with scoot like he's buying into the fact that scoot henderson may be the guy judah did the did the hornets did the hornets just make a mistake by not drafting scoot henderson michael jordan
1: Gave us a gift. For once, we're going to beat Michael Jordan at something. I really believe that. I, I don't. And look, we know Mike, the executive, ain't all that. He, he ain't that. He just took a guy in Brandon Miller who said, Paul George is the GOAT. I mean, what are you doing, MJ? But thank you. Do you think it re- has to do with that. No. That he didn't say LeBron? Well, if, but if Brandon he took Miller, him. He if, took him. If, if, if Brandon Miller comes game, out and
3: says LeBron's the GOAT, Michael Jordan's not picking him.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly. But I, I think that Jordan, you know, is probably going to look back on this in 10 years and be like mean, that this is like the last big thing that he's doing as an owner
3: right i mean yeah. it's, it's it is weird that he's making this choice man well but the the
1: only thing that's not weird about it is kind of the the thing that we all come back to is that scoot and ball are just too similar positionally i know you don't believe that stephen you know you, but i think that there's a general feeling that There's too much similarity there between Scoot and and LaMelo.
3: And there could be. And, you know, LaMelo is not the strongest of shooters, right? Like, he is a really good playmaker. He's a really good distributor. But he's not necessarily a scorer, not necessarily a shooter. Same as Scoot. Scoot's not a shooter at this point in his career. Now, he's got a good pull-up, mid-range pulley, pulled a pull-up jumper. But the three-point range, he's not a court spreader. So, I do think, yeah, I do think that could be a problem. But I just, I think Scoot, with that offense... They want to run. I think it would be a great fit with him in the Mellow. I think it's positionless basketball in the NBA, and you need as many ball handlers as you can get. I mean, we saw with Denver, Nikola Jokic, yeah, he handles the basketball, but they also give it to Bruce Brown. They give it to Jamal Murray. They give it to Michael Porter, and they let them go as well. So I think Portland you know, is getting lucky with Scoot Henderson falling to three. and they Is can, he on
1: the phone yet? Have you seen him on the phone?
3: They're talking to Brandon Miller right now, and yeah, they're interviewing okay. him. But – uh, the pick is in. The pick is officially pick is in, in, but they're, right. still, they're still talking to Brandon Miller. No reports yet on a trade that I hear from Woj. I'm waiting for Woj just to get in my ear and say, the Trailblazers have traded for Zion Williamson, but that has not happened yet. <laughs> Brandon Miller is going to play with LaMelo Ball. That means Scoot Henderson could play with Damien Lillard and Shaden Sharp. The pick is in. We will get the pick live. When they go to it, uh, they're still talking to Brandon Miller, but Man. it looks like Scoot Henderson... Is going to be drafted by the Portland Trailblazers? Now the question is: After that, is he going to be traded for a player, or is he going to be kept on the roster? I mean, that's we'll probably know within you know. Hopefully, we'll know by the end of the show. uh,
1: By the end of the show, you know what I mean? Like, hopefully, know by six o'clock. Woj will have something. Or is this this, can you trade him later in the summer? I I think I think too hard to bring him to Portland. Introduce him and then the the (laughs)
3: value won't be as high as it ever is right now. Like, I think the third pick right. in the draft value is so high right now that it can only go down even within a couple of days until Scoot actually plays basketball. So it could happen, I guess. But, yeah, I mean, the question is, so it's now Scoot's, Scoot's going to be the pick? Yeah. Hold on here. Blazers on the clock. I hear Malika. Here's Bobby Marks talking about the Blazers real quick. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring him up because this, yeah, is, uh, this is fun
1: with Cortland and the number three pick and its connection to Damian Lillard. Yeah, Malika, I think when Cortland, there's certainly three different options that
6: they're going to be looking at. Certainly you can stay with the first option, which would be to draft Scoot Henderson and pair him with Damian Lillard in that backcourt. The second option is to move off that pick and look for an all-star player that fits the timeline of Damian Lillard. And of course, the third option is the most drastic option. And this is something that we'll keep
3: an eye on during free agency, is to entertain trade suitors for Damian Lillard.
1: Bobby, thank you. We're about 40 seconds
7: away from the pick. No, I,
3: you know, Bobby Marks makes good points. I don't think that they're going to trade Damian Lillard anytime soon. I don't think they'll be even trade him in the offseason. I think that they will trade him maybe in the middle of the season or after this season, but I don't think Dame, I think Dame will be in Portland this season. So I think that's the drastic one, like he said, but Scoot Henderson seems like the guy.
1: I'm excited and I'm really relieved. And I, I think this is going to be the, the right decision. Um, and uh, as soon as Adam announces it, I think uh, a new era begins
3: in Rip City. Whew. All right, here it is, Adam Silver. And do, but let's check and make sure, once again, here's Adam Silver.
7: With the third pick in the 2023 NBA draft, the Portland Trailblazers select Scoot Henderson from Marietta, Georgia. In the NBA G League's Team Ignite.
3: There it is. Scoot Henderson is a trailblazer drafted Woo! by the Blazers with a third pick from the G League Ignite. Scoot is the pick. Now the question is, on all Blazers' players want to know, is it going to be kept? And that, that's still a question. There's still a lot of time here in draft night. Blazers do have the 23rd pick. Oh, but Scoot Henderson, he is officially a Portland Trailblazer for now. Will that be traded? Uh, we will be sure to keep you updated and come into the draft when there are picks. But we're going to take a break here. Now that the Blazers made the pick, gather our thoughts, talk about it officially. Scoot Henderson, coming into the Portland Trail Blazers. This is the Bald Face Truth on the Bald Face Truth Radio Network. With the third pick
7: in the 2023 NBA Draft, the Portland Trail Blazers select Scoot Henderson. Marietta, Georgia,
3: in the NBA G League's team ignite. That just happened, Scoot Henderson to the Portland Trail Blazers with the third pick in the draft. Number one, Wimpenyama, number two, Brandon Miller. Number three, Scoot Henderson, the Rockets on the clock. But Scoot to the Blazers. Tell us what you think. 503-417-7575. You want to hop on? Tell us what you think, Scoot Henderson, the Blazers, are they keeping him? Are they trading him? It's going to be a very interesting time, but I think here's my thoughts on Scoot Henderson. And, you know, I I think Scoot can really help the Blazers out this season. It's not even necessarily the fact that he's a ball handler and he has to, you know, take over for Dame. I'm not saying that. You can keep Dame and play Scoot at the same time. Scoot Henderson is really good off the ball. Very good athlete, explosive athlete, you know, just in like the Shaden Sharp mold. He's only six foot two, but explosive like Shaden Sharp. And he knows that he's not a good shooter, So he's a very good cutter to the hoop. And I think Dame, who can get into the defense, get into the middle of the defense, make a play. Scoot can play off of him. Scoot can make some dunks inside. You see highlights of him going up against Victor Wimpanyama. They played each other. The G League night played uh, Victor Wimpanyama in a Las Vegas special game. Scoot had a great game. And he attacked Victor, and he made some nice plays over him. I think Scoot is a really good option for the Portland Trailblazers. And uh, Judah is turning out great right now. Scoot to the Blazers? Is it? Are they keeping him? Or are they trading him? Whatever it is, I think right now the the draft is breaking the Blazers' way so far.
1: Yeah, and I I personally don't think he's getting traded um, tonight or over the summer. I you know, and I have no idea what exactly they'll do, but I think they're going to ride with this. You know, if I have to take one side or the other, is Scoot going to be with the Blazers in training camp and in the preseason, et cetera, or he's going to get traded tonight? I think he's going to be with the Blazers. I think that the Joe and, and Mike, you know, commitment to. Uh, upside and everything in the future is is gonna be a little bit heavier than anything else.
3: Houston Rockets on the clock about to make their pick. Pick number four Houston Rockets.
7: With the fourth pick in the 2023 NBA draft, the Houston Rockets select Amen Thompson from Oakland, California and the overtime elite.
3: Amen Thompson going number four to the Rockets. Interesting pick there. You know, the Rockets do need a ball handler. They got some wings. They got some players. But uh, Amen, he's going to come and be athletic. Another young piece for the Rockets. You know, we talked about Amen Thompson a lot. Like, that was a guy that moved up draft boards. I, I think number four seems about right for him. But let's go back to Scoot real quick, Judah. Like, I'm with you. I'm with you. I think if I had to guess, I think Scoot is still with the Blazers come training camp. I would rather them trade him for Zion Williamson, but if Scoot is still with the Blazers, I'm okay with that because I think the potential is so high that I'm happy. I'm happy that Scoot is the guy and he's got that potential that the Blazers haven't had for years. And when when Damien Lillard is done in Portland, whether that's this year, next year, five years, whether he retires in Portland, you're then going to give the ball to Scoot Henderson let him go. And I think Dame's a great guy to mentor Scoot, where you go Scoot Henderson, you go Shaden Sharp. That's not a bad place To start your rebuild right so if dame is still with the team and you're rebuilding and you're going to look to trade dame it's a good starting spot with scoot henderson shaden sharp i I think you know potential wise it's really good now scoot got up uh with espn afterwards they interviewed him on the broadcast this is what scoot had to say uh to portland fans what to expect from scoot henderson this is from scoot himself
2: they get a dog they get a dog that's gonna come in and and that's gonna be hungry no, I'm young, but I got I got a mature mindset, and and that's to work, and, and that's to come in and, and make a real impact, and and not just the basketball side, but the, in the community, you know. So hey, they they get a special player, a special person,
3: special player and a dog. I mean, you can't you can't beat that, Judah. I'd love to hear that. Um, when you get Scoot Henderson again, 503-417-7575, You want to pipe in? Uh, let's go, Mike in Portland. Mike, what you got? Hey,
5: guys, just a couple of thoughts. I thought Scoot looked like he just come from a Mararachi uh, uh, concert kind of deal. So, uh, hey, please, no Zion. Please, I'll take anything but no Zion. I just don't trust that guy's health or this, that, and the other. Let's just keep Scoot and build around him.
3: Do you, do you think with Zion that a change of scenery and a change of leadership with him, with Dame, is that, is that a thing that could help him out, or do you he think he's just kind of done? He's done now.
5: I think it's a change of mind and and mind and how he's been treated. Kind of deal. I just don't trust his maturity and commitment to to the deal. He may be two or three years away from actually realizing who he is and what he needs to do. I just don't. I think we get twenty games out of out of him a season. That's six. That's sixty games in three seasons. I think that's all you get out of that kid.
3: Mike, thanks for listening, man. I appreciate uh, you listening, Colin. In man he's right. Like that is the fear, right? That is always the fear with Zion Williamson. If you make that trade is that he doesn't stay healthy. And so I have to put that caveat on of, well, you know, the the, the medicals have to come back. Okay. Right. There can't be anything that says there's something permanently damaged in Zion Williamson. And he's just bigger because he's out of shape. I, I do think that is important. I think, you know, if Portland is to make that trade, they will definitely do their due diligence, but I think Zion's the way to go. I think Zion is, the home run potential because we've seen what the guy can do when healthy. When healthy and when playing, he averages 26 points a game. He's a starting all-star in the Western Conference which is loaded. Dame's never played with something like that and I think you know not only that, you're, you're feeding into that. You're giving with Dame. He's 22 years old though and I think there's just so much upside design Williamson uh, if you go for that trade but there's a lot of potential with Scoot Henderson as well. If you just missed it, Blazers draft Scoot Henderson. Here is Adam Silver how it sounded on ESPN. <coughs>
7: With the third pick in the 2023 NBA draft, the Portland Trailblazers select Scoot Henderson from Marietta, Georgia, and the NBA G League's Team Ignite.
3: So Scoot officially at Portland Trailblazer. No news yet, Judah, uh, from Woj, saying uh, the Trailblazers have traded that pick or anything. So it looks like Ju- or, uh, Scoot staying with the Blazers for now. Uh, Detroit Pistons on the clock. They have their pick in, but this was Scoot. Uh, after the draft pick being interviewed on ESPN, saying the Blazers are getting a dog and a good time, a big time
2: player. They get a dog. They get a dog that's gonna come in and, and that's gonna be hungry. No, I'm young, but I got I got a mature mindset and and that's to work and, and that's to come in and make a real impact and, and not just the basketball side, but the, in the community, you know. So they, they getting a special player, a special person.
3: Special player, special person. Scoot Henderson out of the G League night. He is the third pick of the NBA draft, going to the Portland Trail Blazers. It just worked out for us. This is what this is what we wanted, though. I, I think no matter what what camp you're in, whether you wanted a draft pick, as you know, Mike in Portland said you want to keep Scoot. Whether you want to make a trade for a veteran, I think Scoot Henderson falling to three was very important for the Portland Trailblazers, and I think that. The Blazers getting that guy at three, getting Scoot. They can make so many moves off of this. Whether it is to keep him, whether it's to trade him, I think best case scenario happened tonight for the Trailblazers. And as a Blazers fan, you got to be happy.
1: You got to be happy. And the best part about it is like his attitude and his approach to life is so easy to root for. Like you can wrap your arms around this guy and just be like, he's one of ours as long as he doesn't get traded. Uh, <laughs> that he, he will be the next Dame. He, in terms of yeah. in terms of how he's beloved in this market in this city, he will be the next Damian Lillard. And I think that's great, whereas Brandon Miller would not have been. No chance. Yeah. So I think as a fan base, and we kind of chide Rip City sometimes for being a little bit too emotionally attached to their players instead of objective, Scoop is someone that you can root for and and love on your team. Enjoy. With the
7: fifth pick in the 2023 NBA draft, the Detroit Pictons, Pistons select. Asar Thompson from Oakland, California, in overtime elite.
3: That is a Ben Thompson's twin brother, Asar. As he goes number five to the Pistons. That's pretty cool. Twin brothers going 4-5. That's got to be cool for their parents, man. That's the dream right there. You have twins that go 4-5 or five in the NBA draft. But, uh, wow. Do your, do your scoop point, like, I think he has the potential to... Be the face of a franchise, and he knows it, right? Like he talks about it. He's a dog. He's a competitor. He's going to be out in the community. Like he loves it. He he embraces it. This is what he feels like. He was put on earth to do is to play basketball. So you love that. You love the competitiveness. Whether they keep Scoot, whether they trade it, that's great. It looks like the Blazers going to have a good draft so far. But it's not over. They still got to pick twenty three. Could be traded as well. We will find out all together. We'll take a break here. When we come back, we'll wrap the show up. Call in if you want to get your if you want to get your takeout. Scoot Henderson, going number three, 503-417. Call in. Tell us what you think of the draft pick. Blazers draft Scoot number three. This is Ball Taste Truth. Lock it in. Final segment here on Ball Face Truth. I'm Stephen Vaughn. Filling in for John Consano. with Judah Newby as well. Big news NBA draft. Portland Trailblazers select Scoot Henderson with the third pick in the draft. Remains to be seen if he will be traded or staying in Portland. But for now, Scoot Henderson, a Portland Trailblazer. Um, Anthony Black just got selected by the Orlando Magic 6'7 freshman guard at Arkansas. A guy I really like. I think it's, um, he's going to be a really good player. You know, He's still learning how to shoot the basketball, but really good defender, really good athlete, can handle the ball, can pass the ball, can rebound. I think once he gets that shot going, uh, he's going to be really good. The Orlando Magic, they're an exciting team to watch with all their young players. Palo Caro. Anthony Black now in the fold there. But bigger news out of Portland, Scoot Henderson going number three. Scoot, man, they asked him uh, after the draft pick, what can Portland fans expect out of Scoot Henderson? This is what Scoot had to
2: say. They're getting a dog. They're getting a dog that's going to come in and, and that's going to be hungry. Now I'm young, but I got I got a mature mindset, and, and that's to work, and, and that's to come in and make a real impact, and, and not just the basketball side, but the, in the community. You know, So they're they getting a special player, a special player. Saying all the right things there. Scoot
3: Henderson, 503-417-7575. You want to hop on and give your opinion on what the Blazers just did with the draft pick of Scoot Henderson. We'll head out to the phones right now. Chad is in Iowa. Chad, what's up, man? Welcome to Bald Face Truth. Hey, what's up?
0: <clears throat> hey, I tried to call yesterday. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry. I don't know who answered the phone, but uh, you dropped the F-bomb right before like putting me on hold. It was hilarious. But anyway, here's, here's what I have to say, is Portland had done very well with young players with old players. Uh, Arvidas Sabonis, Clyde Drexler, uh, Cl- Clifford Robertson, you know, we had the longest streak for the longest time of the most playoff appearances by any team. So I don't see this as a bad thing for game I think James saying that he wants to leave, fine. If he wants to leave, he wants to leave. You know, go play two years in Golden State or wherever, you know, where you think you're going to win a championship. But young and old has always worked in Portland, and I think that that's where it's at. So, Scoot Henderson, I hope he stays, and if he can pack it in 23 with something else, then I'm good with that.
3: All right, Chad. Thanks for calling in, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I've said this at the start of the show. The Blazers have a good history of making good draft picks, whether it's Neil O'Shea, now Joe Cronin there. you know, They've made some good draft picks uh, throughout the history of the squad. I think Scoot Henders is going to fall in line with that, whether they keep them or not. Indiana Pacers on the clock, their pick is in. Here's Adam Silver.
7: With the seventh pick in the 2023 NBA draft, the Indiana Pacers select Bilal Kulabali.
3: The World, France. Bilal Koulabali. He is a guy that has moved up the charts. He played with uh Victor Wimpanyama as well on his team over in France. Seventh pick seems high, but uh he's going to the Indiana Pacers. But going back to the Blazers here, you know, Scoot Henderson coming in. The Blazers have had a rich history of draft picks. I think that's the one part about the Trailblazers I've always had faith in is that they can make draft picks, whether it's late in the first round at 23, whether it's in the second round, they usually find guys that can play. So I don't have any fear that Scoot Henderson can't play in the NBA. You know, I think if the third pick in the draft is very highly likely that he can actually play and be at least a role player, worst case scenario. But I think Scoot has a lot of potential to be a star down the road. The question now is, is he going to do it in Portland? Is he going to be somewhere else? You know, I- I'm on record of saying if the Blazers do end up trading Scoot Henderson, the only guy that I wanted to trade is Zion Williamson. Now that we know it's Scoot, it's Zion or Scoot for me. I would rather have Zion, but just slightly, but I'd be happy with Scoot Henderson. Anybody else that they ended up with, they made this trade, whether it's Mikel Bridges, Jalen Brown, anybody else, I, I, I would not be happy with it. But as long as they can keep Scoot or they can go out and then get Zion Williamson, take that big swing, Judah, I, I think I'll be happy With that, uh, with the draft pick,
1: yeah, me too. And I I think this is going to work out either way. But at the same time, I would think that if they were going to trade Scoot, they would have done it before the draft. Now, I know the you know, in, in the NBA, you can draft the guy and then behind the scenes trades could be coming out, but generally, that's happening as the pick is being made and being selected. So I have a hard time thinking that they're going to draft Scoot, that he's going to do media availability like he'll do in Portland momentarily, and then they'll trade him from there. Like, just from the optics of it, if they were going to get a deal to trade Scoot, it would have been either while they were on the clock or right before the draft. I, I, I guess it could still happen, but I think their commitment to Scoot is real and firm, and I don't think that they're going to be trading it at this point.
3: I, I agree with you. I think, and by all accounts, you know the, the Shams Charania tweet that came out right before the draft of – The Pelicans had tried. They had called Charlotte. They called Portland for that second or third draft pick in the draft. And Portland and Charlotte both said, No, we're good. Like they didn't engage in trade talks. I think that was telling. You know, I I think Shams was on it. And that just kind of says Portland wants to keep Scoot Henderson. And I have to imagine that Damien Lillard is okay with that. I know there's going to be some Dame fans out there that, you know, are not happy that they did not draft or that they did not make a trade because they lied to Damian Lillard and they are not building a team, you know a championship team around him but I would say they weren't close they weren't close they weren't one piece away that's the problem if they were one piece away and they drafted Scoot Henderson yeah then maybe i have a problem with them not trading the draft pick for a vet but they're not close they need to upgrade their talent and i think Scoot Henderson upgrades that talent a lot i don't know that you can build a championship contender in two seasons this isn't the nfl the nba is much harder to build a championship team from going from not good To good, from good to great, to great to elite. It is very hard, and it doesn't happen very often. I don't think Dame is the guy that can get you from good to elite really quickly. And there wasn't one piece away. So I'm okay with the draft pick. I'm okay if they keep it. And I just, you know, they they didn't lie. They didn't lie to Dame. Things changed, plans changed, and the Blazers went for it. It didn't work out. They haven't got all the trade talks here.
7: trading back one with the Washington
3: Wizards. Okay, sorry. I, Woj popped on. It scared me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's uh, right there. I talking, was like, oh, shit. Yeah, Woj's yeah. talking. Uh, he, the Pacers and the Wizards actually are making a trade. Uh, the Pacers are trading Bilal Koulibaly, who they just drafted, <laughs> to the Wizards. Uh, and then the Pacers are going to draft Jairus Walker out of Houston. That pick actually hasn't been announced yet. I just broke news from Woj as he actually tweeted that out. But uh, it scared me there for a second, Judah, that he was breaking Blazer news, but he hasn't. But back to my point, like I just don't think, <laughs> I don't think the Blazers are close. If the Blazers are in a different situation, if they were the Warriors, right when the Warriors were tanking and they had all those injuries and they were one piece away, or they had these injuries, they had these Hall of Fame talents, three of them, then it's different. Then I'm mad that Joe Cronin says we're building around Dame, we're building championship contender, but they weren't close, and so for me. It's okay to change your plans. Yes, when Joe Cronin got the job, the plan was to build around Damon, build a championship contender. It hasn't worked out. They got a great pick with Shaden Sharp. Don't trade it. You got to keep him, build with him, build with Scoot, and go from there. I'm not mad. With how the Blazers have done it, and I'm not mad that things have changed and the plans have changed with Joe Cronin, I can't I can't be upset with how how this happened, and I don't think Dame would be upset with it either.
1: Yeah, I mean, Dame's the only thing Dame would be upset about is just the overall position that you're in at this point. That was the case before the draft as well. I don't think this draft selection that this event in and of itself is going to change his you know emotional state on on being in Portland. But I am curious to see how it goes moving forward. I mean, Dame's going to be a good teammate with with Scoop, but we're going to have to see. This is going to be a highly anticipated season, just like last season was, and they face-plan it. So this coming season, should Scoot still be the pick here? And obviously, 23, we'll see what happens there, and we'll see what happens with the other offseason moves. But I don't know. Now that the draft has kind of come and gone with three, and it is Scoot, like I'm starting to think that there's a lot riding on the rest of this summer for Joe Cronin and the other moves that he and, and Mike have to make. Because if the other moves are also go younger... Then we got a problem.
3: <laughs> yeah, that, I think that's that's with Dame at least. Yeah, with Dame, that's the problem with Dame. If and the draft isn't over, remember they still got pick twenty three. Yeah. I, I think and we talked about this. Me and not on the same page. I think they're trading that twenty third pick. I don't think they're making that pick. I think they're going to try to please Dame, trade that pick for a veteran and role players. bounce from team to team. You know, Kentavious Caldwell Pope has been on two of the last four NBA champions, but he's a good role player. You can acquire guys like that. I think with the twenty third pick. You, know, you can acquire a guy like Jeremy Grant. That's what they did last season. I think Portland is going to look to do that again this offseason. Try to please Dame with that, but keep Scoot Henderson as well. And with that, show is over. Wrapping up. I will be back tomorrow with the Bald Face Truth. I want to thank everyone for paying attention and listening here on the Bald Face Truth Radio Network. And as John says, I'm not here for a long time, just a good time. Thanks for listening, everybody.